Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm a veterinarian. I'm coming to you live from an average Tuesday night. Mom, where's my homework folder? Go ask your dad. Yes, it's 6 p.m., I'm done with work, and already in full swing at home. That's because I'm an IndyVet. IndyVets has created a whole new way to practice that truly puts vets first. I've got a team that always has my back, and it's built around the perfect balance of what makes associate work super steady and relief work totally flexible. What's five times six? Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got math homework. IndyVets, a whole new way to vet. Take advantage of Johnson & Johnson's winter wellness event and get rewarded. It pays to be prepared for the season. Get sweet deals from Johnson & Johnson's Winter Wellness Event now through December 3rd. If you purchase $15 or $25 of participating products at BJ's, you can get a $5 or $10 reward. Plus, you can even enter to win a Visa Rewards card. Purchase at BJ's, upload your receipt, and choose your reward. It pays to be prepared at BJ's. Join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Welcome, everyone. It's been a while, but uh, this is an all-new episode of Crossing the Streams. I am Cody. And I am Paul. And, yes, it's been a while. You you, you suckered me in. You, you, you made me fall in love with you, and then you ditched me. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, cried. I cried. My wife I had did. to console me. I gave you a little taste of this pussy, and then I said, well, not, not anymore for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Bastard. Anyway, man, I don't think we've done an episode, I think, since June, and I think that was our video game special. Yeah, that's we were like three, almost three hours or something. That's a long Yeah, time. I have a feeling tonight's going to go pretty close to that as well. Anyway, how the hell have you been, Paul? I haven't talked to you since then, almost. I've been good. I've been good doing other stuff, trying to, you know, do other stuff for the, for the, for Rabbit and Red. So I've been doing good, just, just yeah. chilling, doing stuff, playing games. Fapping, you know, all right. Yeah, uh, you uh, you have other shows on Rabbit and Red. You you do uh, uh is it called Living in the Past with with Living Bobby? In the Boy? Past. Yes, with Bobby. Yeah. Whenever I need something to fall asleep to, that's what I put on. So. <laughs> well, I got an audio only show now too, so that might even get you to sleep faster. Okay, maybe if you got, moaned, maybe if you moan a little bit more in it, then I can. Because you know, it's got follow. me talking, and then I play music. So you'll wake up and listen to the music, and then when I come back, you'll... Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. Uh, you never know. Um, I'm work- go ahead. No, go ahead. I just say, and I'm working on something new called Grandpa's Arcade, where I'm going to review games from back in the day. I saw I saw that. I saw the, um, the concept art, if you would call it yeah. that, or whatever. It, it was nice. Thank you. I do my best. 
are we talking about like just arcade games or just all kinds? I'm of gonna. Games? I'll go. I'll, I'll do arcade, NES, Super Nintendo, X. I won't do anything really new, unless it's like like maybe Grant. I'll talk about the Grand Theft Auto remasters, even though they're new. It's still the old game. I'm gonna try to stay. You know, PS2, PS3 is where my cutoff is, and then back. I won't do any of this new stuff. Right. Um. Have you heard anything about Dead Island Two? Um, I missed the video uh thing on the internet where they were showing it, and uh, so I have no idea. Uh, I didn't get any info except that it's coming, but I'm worried about it because the people who created the original Dead Island went off to do Dying Light, and those games are awesome. And I don't know who what team is making these, so I'm a little right. nervous. And now in Dying Light, it I'm probably wrong about this. Is Dying Light the zombie game where it's like mixed with parkour? Uh, the parkour one is is Dying Light. Yes, yes. Okay. Dead Island. Dead yeah, that is. Yeah, because Dead Island was just a regular pick up sledgehammers and whack on. Yeah, because okay. on Dying Light you can hide up at you can you can take you can go out at night or during the day and you can hide from stuff by going from rooftop to rooftop. So it's it's actually I actually like Dying Light. It's a fun mm-hmm. game. So. I, I, I was watching some stuff on Dying Light, and it, it almost seemed to pique my interest, but I just never got into it. Um, I will admit I never played Di- um, Dead Island, the first one. <clears throat> so I don't I, – I, luckily for me, I wouldn't have too much judgment if of this new team and what they bring to the new one. But I've been hearing a lot about it, and it, it has my interest, and I might very well buy it. Come, I think it's supposed to be released in February of next year. Um, years ago, you were just talking about the PS3. Years ago, I was really enjoying the Dead Rising games. Yeah, I liked the de- the Dead Rising game. The, now, the fourth one was really bad, but the first three I liked. Now, um, the one that I, I will admit I never completed any of them because I was only interested in having a sandbox, you know, to to play around in, basically, you know, and if you remember, if you ever even played this version, there was a Dead Rising 2 off the record. It was it was like a different version of the second game. It had Frank Castle, I think his name is, yeah. from the original game. And, you know, it had a story mode. It was reworked. You know, you wasn't trying to save your daughter or anything like that with Zombrex. Um, you were just trying to save yourself, I, I think, all over yeah. again. But it had an exclusive sandbox mode where you, there was no story elements really. You could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. And, and my God, I would spend days upon days just playing that game, just doing absolutely nothing, just, you know, doing stupid shit. And these videos and the information that's coming out about De- uh, dead Island too, that it sounds like the new age version almost of what dead rising was with the sandbox elements. Like it just sounds like you can just tour the city and and put together weapons and customize your character and kill zombies in unique ways. Like that, that sounds very interesting to me. Yes, it does. Almost makes your nipples hard, doesn't it? Yes, I'll probably get it regardless because I like I like killing zombies. I know I don't watch I don't I don't watch that that uh, Walking Dead anymore because it got really just tiresome. But I like killing zombies. So uh, I'll I'll probably get it regardless. I do still watch The Walking Dead. I mean, it's only got what a few episodes left of the regular of the original series, so I'll just finish it out and watch the rest of it. But all this that's coming out, like 
I guess there's one, a spinoff coming out with Maggie and Negan. And like, that might be decent. I don't know if I'll commit to watching that though. And then I did hear that they're doing a spinoff with Michonne and Rick are though. They're both back. I don't know how that's going to make sense, but maybe I'll check that one out. Maybe just because to me, that's what the walking dead always was. Rick, Rick and his family. And then I think Michonne started showing up in the third season. I think, I think it was the third. Yeah, so like that might that might pull in some ratings. That might pull in quite a few viewers for uh, a Rick and Michonne Walking Dead spinoff. Because if you remember, originally they said that they were supposed to be doing movies, like a two or three part movie with them two in it, but then that got scrapped. Did you hear anything about that? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Did, oh. did you watch the other spinoff? Uh, no. The, the- you don't okay. have to finish it. No, I have not watched any of the other spinoffs. I'm just, I'm so burnt out on zombie movies and TV shows that, like I said, I'll finish, I'll finish out the rest of the rest of the original Walking Dead series. But that is it, probably. Like maybe the Rick and Michonne one. I might watch that one. But you know, I like the characters of Maggie and Negan. But I don't like Negan as a good guy. I liked the really bad guy, big time villain heel Negan. I don't know what at what point you stopped watching The Walking Dead. Um I the last I remember seeing was uh no I didn't watch I stopped at, uh, right after uh the governor. Oh when, that, uh, that when, when Ma- not Maggie but the other one found the governor's daughter and then they the governor came with all the, the governor was when the governor What's done? That's when I stopped. I so I never saw Negan or any of that stuff. Holy shit! That was a long time ago. Then <laughs> that was yes. like that was like six, seven years ago. <laughs> oh yes. my god! Yeah, I would. I just. I don't know. I just. To me, it felt like instead of a zombie show with people in it, it was a soap opera with sprinkled zombies. So it just for me, it was yeah. like you know. Yeah, and if you don't care about the humans, you ain't going to care about the show, because you're right, that's all the fucking show is. Um, I will say that the governor was the best villain of the entire series. Like, Negan, they, they tried in the beginning, they tried to make Negan a really evil bad guy, but it just didn't come anywhere close to what the governor was, in my opinion. So I, and that's whenever people ask me, uh, when I, in my opinion, when did the walking dead start to fall off in, in quality? It, that's what I would say is after the governor died. Yeah. Now the guy who played Negan, I love that guy. I, I think he's great. I loved him in, uh, the Watchmen. I don't know. Did you watch what the movie Watchmen? I have, but it's been so many years. I don't fucking remember like, he, that, that, that character he played that, uh, the jokester or whatever his name was. I can't remember his name, but he was like, he was the one who they killed at the beginning. He was, he was a dick. So, I mean, he's good at playing dicks. Yeah, he definitely, definitely is. Um, so you, so, you know, we got a couple of movies to talk about today, but the first, uh, you know, cause me and you are AEW fans and we have to talk about the drama that's been going on. Have you been caught catching up at all with the drama? Yes, yes. And for all the people that think it's a work, I'm starting to think it can't be. It's not a work. It's I'm thinking this work. is straight up that this it is straight up punk being a dick. No, starting no it is. It is not a work. I also have a friend. I was trying to get him on the show tonight, but he's got other things going on, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I was really like he was trying to 
you know, tell me also there for a while that it was a work. And it's like, no, it's not. This is not a work. And then once you're seeing Dynamite, did you watch Dynamite this past week? Um, I watched parts of it, yes. Like okay. I, saw, I saw like the MJF do his spiel, which was priceless. So, yeah. So you saw the very beginning when Tony Khan had the, the announcement. Oh, yeah, came out and talked. Yeah, stripped the that's, titles from. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. only part that I was referencing. Um, it, It's not a work. Like for any of you that still thinks it's a work, it's not. Because they wouldn't have asked you to pay 50-some dollars for a pay-per-view have the, the 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 champions win their titles and then strip them like no that that you know what I mean like right. I'm surprised people aren't whining and complaining like give me back my money for the pay per view because you know two big portions of it is all irrelevant now because of the fight. Right. Um, but for those of you that need a little bit of catching up to do, we will I will quickly recap. So basically, um, what was it in the beginning of the year? Uh, when CM when Adam Page was uh champion, CM Punk was going after the championship. And I remember this night they did a promo uh, you know out in the crowd and I remember Adam Page kind of he did he kind of went into business for himself just a little bit and basically told Punk that he was fighting for the entire AEW locker room against Punk cuz Punk is kind of like the cancer of the wrestling world. I kind of agree with that now. I I'm going to be honest with you, Paul. I'm not that big of a CM Punk fan. I don't hate the guy. I don't even have that much of a problem with him, but I think he's a hothead, and I, I think he's got attitude problems. Yeah, I've lost respect for him. I mean, you know, I, I own his I own his DVD. I loved his run in WWE. I loved his run before when he was in TNA and stuff. And I had, I, I, but I did lose respect because he's getting older, and he's, you know, you can't wrestle forever. And this was a great opportunity for him to go out in his career and on top and do some good stuff again. And he's throwing it all the way. It's, right. I feel he's, cause I think I, I know he's injured, but I think at the end of the day, when they finish this independent, they Tony brought some people in to interview a third party to, to decide what's going on. I think at the end of the day, him and a steel are going to get fired. I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think they deserve it. I, I don't care what kind of popularity and what kind of viewership numbers punk brings in. He's a problem. Um, he, you know, he, he's so stuck on his popularity from a decade ago that he thinks he could just, you know, do whatever he wants, I think. And just, you know, uh, just say whatever he can. Like, I'm all up for speaking your mind and I'm all yes. up for having a good vulgarity laced rant on anybody. But at the same time, he was at the media scrum. He was supposed to carry the story of the pay-per-view and all that. And then he goes on a tirade against Colt Cabana, which I kind of understand that. They had a real-life thing. But then he just throws a fit about uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, the, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. And, you know, and then and, and what was it, a few weeks ago, I think it was the week before they did their show in Cleveland, which me and my buddy went to, was that when – CM Punk, he was supposed, he was out in the middle of the ring and he was supposed to be cutting a promo on Moxley, but instead he brings up Adam Page and kind of goes into business for himself and does yeah. exactly what he threw a fit about that Adam Page did. That's what started so, this whole thing. It's a, it's, it was so fucking awkward. Now, uh, I do agree with Punk that the Young Bucks or whoever it is that's leaking stuff to the media and to wrestling journalists and all that, that they shouldn't be doing that. Um, I do think that backstage stuff in wrestling companies should be kept a little bit more of a, of a secret and not for us to know about. 
I just I, I as much as I'm pissed off at what Punk did, I still gotta say shame on the Young Bucks and Omega. They should have just took their gripes right to Tony instead of going to his locker room, you know, beating down his door because that they should have just went right to Tony and brought other wrestlers that maybe feel the same way they do and talk to Tony to get you know something done about Punk instead of starting a brawl. That I, so they're guilty too. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that the Bucks and Kenny are not guilty whatsoever. They are. Everyone's in the wrong for this situation, I think. And I think even a little bit Tony Khan also. Like, I get it. He's a younger man. Jesus, that I think he's only two or three years older than I am. Yeah, I, he's I know young. It. He's very young. Um, and I think that Punk's popularity and the numbers and the revenue Punk's been bringing in, I think it's getting to his head a little bit, and that's why maybe let Punk just rant on and do whatever you say, whatever you wanted to do whatever everyone. That's why punk didn't get in any kind of trouble for him going off script on Adam page a couple, a few weeks ago, but you gotta, you gotta say enough's enough and you gotta protect your company. Um, you know, but at the same time in the media scrum, punk basically said, come fucking find me. If you have a problem with what I am saying, come find yep. me if you want to discuss, you know, and essentially that's what the bucks and Omega did. They did. They went right to his dressing room. Um, That's the problem Tony has. Tony wants to do everything himself. And as much Vince McMahon was even smart enough, back in the 80s, he had Gorilla Monsoon and all these guys that helped him run. Tony wants to do it all himself. Tony needs like an elder statesman to help him out. Somebody, I know people might laugh at me, but Tony Schiavone knows the business. Mm -hmm. He should have Tony Schiavone help him backstage to do things. And because try, you can you can only do Michael J can barely run Rabbit and Red. Imagine running a huge ass company. He needs somebody to help him. Tony Schiavone, Jr. Even somebody who's willing to say, "Hey, you know, we'll help." It still lets you call the shots and you have final say. But you need help, Tony. You need help. You can't well, do this on your own. I do think to a certain extent. There are people helping him. I know Chris Jericho's helped him. I think Brian Danielson and John Moxley helps out as much as they can. And I do think JR and Tony Schiavone gives in input. Um, but, you know, supposedly Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are supposed to be the EVPs and they're supposed to be helping as well. But, um, yeah, right now, AEW has got the um, inmates running the asylum type of vibe to it. And yes. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing for the viewer because. Right now, I do feel like I'm watching a wrestling product that's somewhere across between the Attitude Era WWF and Prime ECW time. You know what I mean? Like, right. so it does feel good as a viewer. Um, I'll tell you one thing: I I haven't liked as a viewer these past few weeks. And you can, Paul, you can poke a little fun at me if uh, at this if you want to. It's a okay. But um, did did you hear about the uh, back a few weeks ago before all this drama happened? They had a talent meeting. And someone told all the talent, supposedly, like, don't fly too close to the sun when it comes to vulgarity because the contracts are coming up with the network and all that. And ever since then, AEW has been a lot less vulgar since then. You know, they, yeah. don't, they don't say shit every other sentence anymore. And I'm going to be honest. I love how vulgar AEW was. Like, to me, I need vulgarity to keep me immersed in the alleged feud that I'm viewing on a television show. I'm not saying that they should go full TVMA, 
You know what I mean? Right. We don't we don't need the fuck bomb on you know on AEW, and we probably didn't need uh, Jungle Boy coming out and calling Christian Cage a pussy on not national right. television. We probably didn't. I mean, it got a pop out of me, but we probably didn't need that. Um, so I don't. I, I'm not against keeping it just TV 14 vulgarity, but if if you really think about it, in today's world, the word shit is allowed in other TV 14 shows. Right. It's not. Yeah, so I yeah. mean, I don't think shit should be taken away from AEW. No. The word shit. Um, maybe they're just calming it down a little bit uh, until those TV contracts get settled out. I think that's probably what they're doing. Um, and I'm not saying that the, the the cursing is just the biggest aspect. It's not. It's 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 part of the it's part of the snowball that's running downhill into a great bigger snowball. Why I like AEW to me, honestly, the, the real reasons that I love AEW so much is because I, I, I think the characters are cooler. I think they're much more relatable um, for the most part. Uh, I, I like the athleticism. I'm, I'm a huge junkie for spot monkey matches. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love watching the luchadors and the cruiserweights and all that crazy shit. I love watching the crazy shit that Darby Allen does. I mean, and I like the other stuff that the veterans are doing. I love seeing Chris Jericho every week. I think he's still great. Um, I like Miro. I, I Sting. They handle Sting so fucking good. So Sting, yeah. Yeah, so you know, uh, there the cursing is a part of it, and it does kind of annoy me a little bit that that they're dialing back on that just a bit. But um, it's not like if I had to choose one thing that I could let go, it'd probably be that to a certain extent. Um, they're still they're still allowed to bleed on on national right. television. So that's I've been I've been keeping up pretty much um, on a regular basis on the whole. Everything that's happened with Discovery since they merged and took over Warner Brothers. And I was reading an article, and this is why I think maybe they're cutting back on stuff. I read an article. Um, they're think for one, we already know they're gonna roll HBO Max is going away in the summer, next summer, and it, everything's gonna merge into Discovery Plus. But from what I was reading, they haven't decided which, but between TNT and TBS. One of those uh, channels, they want to turn it into to turn it into Turner Sports and do nothing but sports. So if they change TBS to just Turner Sports, there might be room to keep you know AEW. But uh, if TNT goes all sports, then they'll end up getting rid of Rampage on Friday. So or uh, or not Rampage. Uh, uh, yeah, Rampage. Is on. Yeah, Rampage. Yeah, yeah. They that they might keep that, but then on TBS. They would get rid of the one that didn't go sports. The one that went sports, the other channel would lose it. So if they put TNT as the sports channel, what are they going to do with Dynamite? So I think they're they're a little worried because Discovery's making a lot of crazy ass changes. So yeah. I think I think they're worried. Now Discovery had wrestling on many moons ago. I don't know if you remember, but for a short time, TNA lived on um, uh, Discovery's channel that was called uh, Destination America. Yep, it was on there for a little while, and then they changed Destination America into a Supernatural, so they got rid of it. But I, yeah, so I don't know. They might still like to have the wrestling. The problem is the ratings. That's the bad thing. It's the ratings. If the ratings are low and no one's watching, no one's watching the ads, so they're making less money. So Tony's got to figure. It's a fine line. That's why I said he should get Shivani or you know William Regal, somebody to help him out to say, hey, this is what you got to do 
to get those numbers up without having to, you know, do stupid shit. And that's what, you know, you know, and Tony's running the business as a fan. He needs to start running the business as an owner. Yes, I totally agree with that because, and and that was going to be my next point. Sometimes I, I do like that AEW's pay-per-views are spaced out. I, there's no fucking way I would spend $50 on a pay-per-view every single month. So I like it how it's like once every three months or something once every four months. I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, it's because of that though, sometimes they blow their load a little too early on, on like they're one of their cable television shows for a championship match or a big time, you know, like the blood and guts uh, themed match that that should be a pay-per-view the blood and right. guts match. That's like world war three that WCW used to do, uh, just with cages, you know, around right. it. So, uh, Oh no, actually WCW had cages too. What am I thinking? Yeah, they so, did. Yeah. Yeah. What am I thinking? Shit. Um, you, you know, so I don't know. I, I get that they need to do certain things to pull in the numbers, but I, I to me, the key is a strong character, strong stories, and then blow your load at the pay-per-view with, with the great matches. I think the spot monkey matches are still great for national television because that's, that could pull in a casual and be like, Oh, this is kind of unique. What is that? You know? Um, but yeah, I, they, they blow their load too early. A lot of time. You're right. Tony runs it as a fan. And I don't necessarily think that's going to run it into the ground but it's certainly not going to help it grow. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And see, I'm an old fart. So I look back at the way, like everybody's complaining. Oh, Roman Reigns, he hardly wrestles and he's been the champ for so long. Um, and in the, in the eighties, you hardly ever saw Hulk Hogan wrestle. And he was the champ for like two, three years straight. He was it's, a special attraction. Right. And you know, so the way they do that now is, a, I like that old school feel it it makes the title feel more important when it stays on somebody for a while, you know, back in the attitude towards the end of the attitude era and that uh, whole two thousands, whatever he used to call it. uh, Ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Those belts were, okay, it's your week. It's your week. It's your week. It's like the titles changed hands way too much. So, you know, like here recently, the titles in AEW have definitely been changing way too much, but people, People, I don't know, sometimes just sit back, you know, let things happen. Just like, you know, everything going on with CM Punk. Uh, Before the CM Punk stuff happened, all I ever heard was, oh, wrestling still is not feeling, you know, it's not feeling right. The Internet's ruined wrestling. No more surprises. And then when something happens, everybody goes, I can't find nothing on the Internet about this. It's like, well, last week you said you were tired of the Internet ruining wrestling. Now you... Yeah, we are in the damned if you do, damned if you don't era of anything, yes. not just wrestling. And that's how it is. Absolutely everything is uh, gets complained about. Real quick, before we go past Discovery, because uh, it just came to me, because, you know, sometimes we do talk about video games on this uh, on this show. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I made that clear in the past. You casually have played it off and on throughout the years. So right now, and I want to stress it's a rumor because I don't think there's anything been confirmed. Right now, there's this really uncomfortable rumor swirling around that um, Warner Discovery or whatever they're actually called. I guess they've been in a bit of a heated battle with Ed Boon uh, these past several weeks because I guess here coming up is going to be the 30th anniversary of the Mortal Kombat franchise in general. I think it's coming up here in October. And I think Ed Boon and his team, NetherRealm Studios, uh, they wanted to have something special uh, out for the 30th anniversary. And then it was announced that just a stupid combo pack of the live action recent film, along with the 
DLC version, uh, the complete version of Mortal Kombat 11, a combo pack of that was going to come out at a reduced price for the 30th anniversary. Whoopty fucking ding dong do. Thank you very much. And obviously they're going to be pissed about that, Ed Boon and them. Yeah. And there's been another rumor that uh, NetherRealm and Ed Boon wants to make the next Mortal Kombat game a live service game. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically uh you know what that means right like like yeah, how they have yeah. grand theft auto and how it's constantly just updated every several months or whatever and honestly i think that'd be a perfect idea because there's plenty of people including myself that sometimes lives on that game like i could turn on mortal kombat 11 and just play it all day and all night long you know depending on if i want to do one-on-one matches or if i want to be in king of the hill or do story mode conquest mode anything like that and i do think that i I don't know if they would call it mortal kombat 12 or if they would call it some sort of other fancy name uh but the next mortal kombat i agree with it like make it let, let it come out maybe 2024 2025 and let it be a game that just constantly gets updated and keep it just that game for 10 years or you know something like that we don't need a brand new Mortal Kombat game. I, in my opinion, we don't need a new Mortal Kombat game every three or four years. We don't, I don't think. I understand why that was a thing back then in the Sega Genesis era and even in the Xbox and PS2, PS3 era and all that. Like, I get it. You get bored after a while. There's no such thing as online back then. And even if there was, not too many people were doing it. But we live in a different world now. And I I, I don't know. Give us one Mortal Kombat per decade. Yeah. That I've always back in the day when we used to have to buy on the PS2 and PS3, and every year you'd have to buy a new Madden. And it's like, oh, I'm tired of it because they make small changes, but they would have the new uniforms, they would have the new re- the wrestlers, they'd have the new football players. And you're like, oh, I guess I better buy it. And then you're buying them and buying them. Now, with the internet and all that, they should release a Madden game and then just keep it updated for a couple of years. And then when you've made some massive changes, then release a new one. But until then, just give us the new because it's like DLC. You can give us. I wouldn't mind paying for it. You know, ten dollars to pay for extra stuff that would be fine too. But don't charge me. You know, eighty dollars for the game at first, and then keep charging me. Right. Sell it for like sell it for like twenty nine ninety nine or something, and then you know every year you pay ten dollars for the upgrade pack or something. Right. I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. Right. They could they could easily do that with the Madden games. Just ha- have it a live service game and update it for six, seven, eight years, whatever. But nope they they charge you seventy bucks. I think it is now for every new game. But here's what should worry you a little bit, just a little bit. Um, when AT and T had Time Warner and the Warner Brothers name, they were trying to find someone to buy Warner Brother games. And they couldn't find a seller, but they didn't want it anymore. They wanted to get rid of it. And then they didn't have to worry about it because Discovery was buying it. I don't think Discovery has said anything about what they're going to do. with. Are they going to try and sell Warner Brother games? Are they going to part it out like, oh, buy this studio, buy this studio? So I don't know. NetherRealms one day may be their own company. Somebody like Microsoft might buy it. I have no See, clue, but I, it's I been, they've know. been too quiet about that. They've yeah. been really quiet about I don't know. The only thing I, I heard was that Warner Discovery threatened to fire Nether NetherRealm Studios and just hire a complete new team to do Mortal Kombat if they're not going to do it their way. I heard that yeah, now I think that would destroy it. It really would. Like I think the reason Mortal Kombat works is because it's NetherRealm and they know how to do their own fucking games. Um, 
Here's where I feel. Oh my. I can't. I can't go onto Facebook or YouTube and put a video with like just even a 10, 15, 30 second clip of music and I get copyrighted. So you know, that sucks. But on the other hand, it sucks that Ed Boone, who helped create Mortal Kombat and has kept it going all these years, doesn't actually own it. Warner right. Brothers owns it. So it's right. like, you know, I right. So it's like I feel bad. Like, you know, you you spent your whole life doing this and at the drop of a hat, it can be taken from you. It, it kind of reminds me of the the Mike Judge fiasco from the '90s. You know, he didn't he didn't own Beavis and Butthead for years. Oh. MTV did, I think, and I I think he went through a battle of trying to trying to own it. Anyway, um, but I guess from what I heard, and goddamn, I hope this is not true, but I guess the rumor is that Warner Discovery wants to focus their resources and money into the Mortal Kombat movie universe and not so much the video games, which is god-awful because the last movie, it was just okay. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. It could have been so much better than what it was, but supposedly they want to just pour all their money and make it into a multi-universe for Mortal Kombat movies and make a new game on a smaller scale. And Ed Boon doesn't want that from what I've read. You may laugh, but I I thought that Mortal Kombat movie had good special effects. I'm not talking about story. Just special effects were on top. But when it comes to story and stuff like that, I prefer to go back and watch the original ones with uh, with uh, – uh, uh, Christopher Lambert and all them in the in the original ones, uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal oh. Kombat Annihilation. They, even though their special effects were were the shits, I prefer that to that new one that they just did. If we're talking about cast alone, my God, the cast was perfect in the original '95 Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. That the original Mortal Kombat movie is one of my most favorite movies. I could watch that all the time, like you know, once every few months, and and watch it all the way through because. And and it had good uh, choreography, like it, it had good fight. Uh, you know, <laughs> the choreography of the fight scenes were, were awesome. Yes, choreography. Yes, yes. yes. Um, it yes. had it had good choreography. <laughs> Killed Mike. I knew that was gonna do it. <laughs> but yeah, the fight scene, the fight scenes were awesome. They were yeah. they were great, and the guy who played Liu Kang. I mean, he was like, he was in that Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. The, the guy's good at what he does. It's just, you know, the newer ones, I just didn't like, I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like it. The wife and I watched him and we were like. The only character I truly liked in the remake was Kano. He he, he stole yeah. the whole movie, I think, with his one-liners and humor and, and all that, you know, but. That movie wasn't supposed to be about the comedy and the one-liners. Supposed to be about no. the action and the tournament and the blood and gore. I will agree with you. The special effects was good. I had no problem with the special effects whatsoever. I had a the problem. Who, I, I have. Guy, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The guy who played uh, uh, Scorpion, the original Scorpion. He's a. I've seen him in a lot of movies. He's a good actor. Him, I liked. But the guy who played the bad guy, Shang Tsung. He looked like Jackie Chan. I couldn't keep thinking I was watching a Jackie Chan movie. It was driving Are we me talking nuts. about the remake or the original? The the, the 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 new one that was on HBO Max, the newer one. Yeah. That one. I couldn't I like the guy who played Scorpion, but everybody else and Kano. The rest of them were But in the original one, I loved them all. 
Yeah, all of them. So, I mean, Shang Tsung was the shit in the original, and then I remember seeing him in Ghost Ship or something, and just he he's awesome. You know, you can't see him anymore and not think of Shang Tsung, the character. Yeah. But, uh, you know, have you seen any of the animated Mortal Kombat movies yet? Um, I have them on a watch list on HBO Max, but I haven't watched them yet. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm afraid to. Because that movie disappointed me. If the animated ones are disappointing, it's like, you know, why it, it would just, I would be deflated. So I, I kind of well, been hesitant. Trust me on this, uh, the first one, Scorpion's Revenge, it's called, it's, it's, probably the best Mortal Kombat movie all okay. in all. It, it's okay. got, it has the story right. It, it's also focused, it, just like a portion of the live action movie, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, the, the reanimated movie, it's solely completely focused on just the tournament and Scorpion's Revenge on, you know, the Sub-Zero thing. And, and it, okay. But it has a way better opening. You know how the, the remake, of the live action remake opened up with, scorpion and his family and you see basically sub-zero and his clan attacking their family and that's how it gets yeah. started that's almost exactly how, how the animated movie gets started but it's on a much larger larger scale because it's animated and there's much more action there's much more fighting it's it's the same exact concept as the the opening to the live action movie. it's just it's way better way just more over the top um and almost the same things happen, you know, note for note in that opening, but it's just better in the animated movie. Um, the second one, I would not even that that movie sucks. Uh, okay. I think it's called Battle Realms or or something like that. It's the only one that's good is Scorpion's Revenge. They're coming out with a new one. It's called Snowblind or or something like that. It's going to be focused on Sub Zero and Kenshi, but uh, I don't know if that one's going to be good or not. I will watch it, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you just look at the Rotten Tomato score and the audience score, like it's got a high score for that first animated film. Okay. It will not tarnish your it will not tar tarnish your opinion of what a Mortal okay. Kombat movie could be. It's fucking great, actually. Because when Mortal because when Mortal Kombat X and Eleven, I like how the team did the story mode. I like how the story mode flows. You know, because back in the early years. Uh, on the GameCube and stuff, it had story mode, but it felt weird. I like the way it's, yeah, I like the way they did the story mode now, which is um, the same team who does the Mortal Kombat does the the, the DC fighting games. Yeah, and they do the story. This, yeah, they do the story the same way. So I'm a big fan of the way they did the story, and you know, even the story mode of in Mortal Kombat X and Eleven are way better than that new movie. Oh yeah, That's, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I. I like Eleven storyline better than X, but uh, you know, because I think Kronika is a is an awesome villain, because uh, she she's kind of like uh, the puppeteer, you know. And, yeah, and that, yeah, cool. Kind of reminds me how Shang Tsung, the character, was uh, no, how Shao Kahn was originally. Yeah, he was the puppeteer. Now, yeah. Now I will say this: what really killed it for me the most on the new Mortal Kombat film was this new original character. Stick to the characters you already have. Yeah. Don't introduce us to somebody who I don't give a fuck about. You know, it, yeah. so it was hard for me to it was hard for me to like this character when I don't know him. And, I and mean, he's so bland. Right. If this was a movie that wasn't based on Mortal Kombat and it had totally different characters, it'd be a different story. But when you go to a theater and you sit down and you watch something that's based on uh, 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 a product that has a major... I mean, Mortal Kombat's got a major storyline all about it. 
And then just to say, here's this new guy, check it out. No, that's not how you do it. You you, you just stick to the old people. You don't yeah. bring in new people. I, yeah, it was that's it, for sure. I the Cole character fucking bland and stupid as fuck. He wasn't even played well. It, it was terrible. No. Yeah. Um. Real quick before we move on, what did you, I know you said you enjoyed the special effects of the remake, but what did you think of how Goro was looked and and how he moved in the remake? Like, do you didn't prefer the animatronics of the original Goro to that? I. I have in my heart. I love the original animatronics because I love stop motion. I love I love all that from the day. But they still did a really good job of Goro in the new movie. Um, I liked them both. Yes, I did like the original one slightly better, but they still did a very good job. Now it didn't look really, you know, for them they could have thrown very little money on it, and it could have. I've seen movies today that have really uh, questionable special effects, so they could have been cheap about it. But they did. I think they did a really good job with Goro. I, I think they did. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I, I feel the same way. I, if I had to choose, I like the original. I, I just about everything from the original. I like better. Um, except for the fact that I guess if the original was rated R and it, they actually could have fatalities and blood and gore in it, that would have made it better. But then again, if they, maybe if they would have done that, it wouldn't have been so popular. Maybe. I don't right, know. Right. Um, but anyway, we got off on a on a rant about something I wasn't even planning on. This episode isn't about Mortal Kombat the movie, goddammit. Um no, we 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 covered AEW. I think we had we said all that we wanted to say about that. We covered a little bit about some video games. Uh let's get into uh what this episode is about and the two movie selections that we have for today. Um Paul had a, uh, a selection. I had a selection, and we're gonna start with my selection first, since I'm the motherfucking uh, god of this uh, this uh, episode, the, the show. I was gonna say of this network, but that's not me. That's Mike. When the ship goes down, it's gonna go down because of him, not because of me. So, <laughs> but uh, for our first movie, I wanted to throw something a little bit of a curveball in there. I wanted to uh, for us to feature 2008's The Machine Girl. It's a Japanese movie, right? Is it Japanese? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was so relevant. <laughs> God. Anyway, um, shit like that just throws me off. Like this isn't a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's a fucking podcast. Anyway. Hell yeah. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'm gonna quit this network soon. Um, yeah, yeah, so, we got it. Okay, that's enough. God damn, god damn it. Um, so yeah, the Machine Girl. Tell me about the first time you seen this movie. But it wasn't recently, right? Like you've seen it in the past. Okay, when you okay when you brought it up, there's another movie that I saw. Uh, back in the day called, I think it was called, I can't remember exactly, with Tokyo Gore Police or something. Tokyo Gore Police, yeah. So when you brought, you said Machine Girl, at first I was like, I don't think, I think that's that, maybe that's in a different name for the Gore Police. And then I'm like, but then there was that Tetsuo uh, Metal Man or something. So I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've seen it. But when I watched it, refresh, to do my homework for the show, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this movie. So I had seen it. But I saw it so long ago that I didn't remember it. But I thought it was I thought it was the Tokyo Gore Police because that one's pretty sick and twisted too. Yeah, I've seen Tokyo Gore Police years ago, but I I just wasn't there like a, was there a penis monster in that movie? Yeah, or something I do. Like yeah, that? yeah. 
Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, I think that movie, uh, the Tokyo Gore Police, has the same. Is it the same director as Machine Girl or same producer? It's it's involving the same people. Yeah, I think it it does it does because I think. Because the Tokyo Gore Police girl, I think she was in that movie somewhere, but with a smaller part, I think. But right. I think she was one of – well, I think – I don't want to spoil anything. She was she was one of the people in the movie, I think. But, yeah, I think it was the same – if it wasn't the same producer or director, it was the same, like, studio house. Because in Japan, yeah. they have these studio houses, you know, like Ghibli, who – you know, all those Miyazaki films. So it's the same studio house that did Tokyo Gore Police, I think. Okay, maybe that's all it was. Um, so yeah, back in the late two thousands, I had this friend who was, cause I, 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 I was a late bloomer on the streaming service stuff. I didn't, I didn't want to give into the Netflix thing for a while. I, I don't think I got Netflix until like 2010 or 2011. Um, so I was still like messing around with DVDs and, you know, and shit like that. I was going to conventions and spending hundreds of dollars on DVDs and I really, I shouldn't have been doing that. But, um, I had a friend whoever so often would bring over just random DVDs because he knew what I liked. He knew I liked off the, off the wall, blood and gore, just crazy wild shit. Uh, he'd bring over some stuff. And then one day he brought over the machine girl. Let me borrow. And he said, man, trust me on this. It is, it's Japanese, but it's got an English dub. Just trust me. Just watch it. You'll like it. And I watched it and man, that first time I, I loved it. And it's, it's cheesy, but it's not like the annoying kind of cheesy. It, it's the way I describe it when I describe it to my friends. It's it's like a live action anime film. That's that's kind of what it is. It's a live action anime, so so to speak. Um, it has cartoony things that happen in it, but it's all like wrapped around a serious storyline. Um, I mean, come on, the part where she goes into the parents' house and stabs the the mother in the back of the head, and fucking rice comes out of her mouth and shit. Like, come on, yeah. Or when she gets her hand boiled and and her hand turns into like what is it a chicken or something? Like that. Yeah, uh, uh, tempo. She goes, oh, you have tempura arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, but I, growing up and still to this day, I've always been a fan of revenge films. I think that a good revenge storyline really carries a movie, and it gets me, it, it gets me invested. Another. Um, uh, example from like my childhood would probably be Valentine. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, there wasn't much that was great about that film in my opinion, but I did like the, the, the revenge aspect of it. Um, be, be, being as old as I am, the two movies that got me into the revenge movies was last house on the left. And I spit on your grave. Cause those were brutal. I yeah. mean, they were brutal movies, but these were the 70s ones, not the remakes. And I was like, man, that was brutal. And I don't know, maybe it's, you know, something wrong with me. Maybe my head's on backwards, but I just love a little brutality. It's just, no, it's just you know. I I actually miss, because those were those are considered rape revenge movies. Um, and I, I personally, you know, I know a lot of people that get all butthurt about when you have certain things, certain subject matter and, and horror movies, like a rape scene would turn off a lot of people from watching a movie. Um, kids getting killed in a horror movie would turn off a lot of people, animal slaughter, stuff like that. But none of it really will stop me from at least watching a movie once. Um, I think if I had to pick one out of those three that bothers me the most, it'd probably be animal slaughter, but only if it was real animal slaughter. I don't get bothered by, you know, if it was fake and no animals were harmed and all that shit. 
like for an example, I think I said this on a past episode, but I don't own a copy of Cannibal Holocaust because there's real animal slaughter in it, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But anyway, you know, I kind of wish it would never happen because, you know, we live in a very pussified society now, but I kind of wish that they would bring back the rape plot device. Um, I, I think that it, cause it's, it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. And I think that's exactly why rape should be a part of more horror movies. Like let that be a plot point. Let that be the reason why you have a strong female lead to come back and fucking kill the rapists, you know? Um, you see, you know, Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave. It's so weird to me because, like, when it comes to Last House on the Left, I do prefer the original. I don't like the remake of Last House on the Left. I think it's very watered down. But when it comes to I Spit on Your Grave, I actually like the remake and its two sequels. Or maybe did it have three sequels? I think it's I think three. It had three. Yeah, it has three. three sequels. I didn't even see the last one yet. I want to watch it eventually. But uh, out of those ones, I like uh, part two. Uh, the, the the sequel to the remake. I think that one was damn near perfect for a rape revenge film. Um, and then part three was it, it it turned it different, but not in a bad way. But anyway, um, I I revenge films are great to me. So you know, being that this movie Machine Girl was a revenge story basically, and it had hot Asian or Japanese girls are in it, you know, the adult women that's in this movie for, let's be honest, most of them are attractive. Most Very, of them. Yes. Especially our main actress that, that is the machine girl. And you know what? I don't even fucking care if she was slightly underage in the movie. She was hot. Okay. Um, the Yakuza was going to have her their way with her for Christ's sake. So, you know, and I that, can't do in my mind. And that Yakuza leader lady, she was fucking hot too. Yeah, she was. You don't have to whisper it. I don't think your wife's going to be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was fucking hot. Yeah, she hot. was fucking hot. Yes. Um, God, what else? What do you got to say about this movie? Tell me about your thoughts on this movie, and then I'll I'll go. Well, like you said, the, mo I, the moment from the opening scene, at first I'm like, oh, what is this? And then when that blood, that that was straight out of a, a, an animated movie, because that's how they, they'd like to do it in animated. We watch these Japanese animes, and they'll do the sword, and then it takes a minute, and then you just hear, yeah, and that's how it was in the opening. And it's like, okay, this is that kind of movie when there was more blood coming out of him than his body should have. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna get into this one. And then it's when it started clicking in my head. Okay, now yes, I do remember this. But I was, I just, I love the animated, the anime style because it's, it doesn't, it's there's no realism at all. There's no realism at all, you know, and, and it just made it fun because I don't watch. If I want to watch something on TV and, and be real, I'll watch a documentary on Discovery. When I watch movies, I want no realism at all. I want total. I want them to lie to me for an hour and a half, you know, and, and that's what I liked about Machine Girl because it was awesome. I mean, it was straight up had that. It, it could it was like it's like you said, it's just an it's just a live action anime and it was it was awesome. Yeah, um, and let's be honest, the 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 action sequences, the 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 fight uh choreography uh is not it's not uh it's not bad. No. It, it's not bad at all. <laughs> the CGI was a little whack. Like when yeah. those guys are throwing those stars, I'm like, okay, that was a little uh could have put a little bit more uh yen into that, but they were you know, that was you know, 
But the well, you know, even when they were getting holes blown in them and this that that looked pretty good. I mean, it could have been a little better, but I'm not going to complain. It because it was a cheap. You could tell it was a cheap movie anyway, and that's the that's the appeal for me. Is it is it was cheap but still well done. Yeah, it, it, it had that cheap charm to it, but it wasn't like an insulting cheap. It it it, it no. stuck. It stuck to what it should do. And I agree with you. There was just a couple of moments here and there that it was like, okay, that was they, they, that could have made it a little bit better. Um, you were talking about when the the um, the ninjas was, you know, throwing the, the ninja stars. When they killed the husband that made the, the machine gun. Oh, yeah. He, he, he threw it to her. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 they probably could have done that quick scene just a tad bit better and if they couldn't have done it maybe just to show the shadow of it or something like that maybe that would have yeah. been but that, that that was the the cheesiest part i think of the, then, well i think the equal cheese to that's equal to that would be when she got the machine gun and she was shooting that's a crazy machine gun there's no way in hell them red ninjas were yeah like, you're not dodging those bullets you dummies yeah, yeah. Th- th- i was that one i that one didn't they couldn't sell that one on to me though that one was right good. Um. Oh man. I, I, other than what we just mentioned, there's not much I would change about this movie. I enjoy the oh. pacing. I like the characters. You know, you you got to know her brother enough before you know he he and his friend got killed. They maybe maybe they could have you know done a, maybe a, a slightly longer movie and gave us a little bit more emotional scenes with the brother and sister so we could care a little bit more about his death but i think it was still effective enough for what it needed to yeah. be yeah they could have um, they could have thrown in a few flashbacks to get us a little more tear jerked but yeah yeah exactly maybe a little bit more flashbacks and a little bit less corny rice coming out of someone's mouth when they get stabbed in the back of the head you know um because that that was a little cheesy um that was know, a nice I, build up though she's stirring it and you're like okay She's stirring it. What's going to happen here? And then the yeah. head and stuff pop up. I'm like, oh, okay. Because that was going a little long. Because she's all, no, 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 no. I'm like, right. okay, what a deal. Oh, gee, thanks, producer. I appreciate it. Um, so, and then, and also, like, it didn't make much sense. So she killed, because she killed the son, and then she killed the mother, but then the father is just in the shower, and then she just brings the the headless corpse, and then showers him with the blood. But she didn't kill yeah. him. Like that. No. Come on, that that didn't like you. Why didn't you kill him? Like you, I don't know. That just didn't make much sense. But then he came back as one of the football soldiers. Which, by the way, them dressing up like football uh, athletes with with gear on, like that that was fucking yeah. good. I will say there was the other cheesy part when they were in the garage before that woman whose husband made the gun. She was all, I don't, you're not blah, blah, blah. And then all that stuff happened. She goes, let's kill him. Let's kill him good. I'm like, man, that changed. She changed quick. But the way she did it was just all cheesy. We can kill him good. Let's do it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Wasn't that the scene where they were arguing and she grabbed a fucking rice ball and shoved it into her mouth? That was, yeah, that yes. was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like there was that Japanese cheese in, in the movie, yeah. but I don't think it, it destroyed it. You know, it, it was no. a, I don't want to call it a lighthearted movie, but it was a, a tongue-in-cheek revenge film for sure. If, um, if you're if you're a fan of the strangeness that is Japanese cinema, this movie's for you. 
If you're one of those that you don't like Japanese movies because they're too weird, then don't even try it. It's one right. of those that it's it's so so for people like me and you, it's it's classic. It's it's gold. It's you know, it's a diamond in the rough, you know. Right. Um yeah, I mean to me the pacing was good enough. I like the character buildup was good enough. I like the cast. The special effects was good enough. Uh, and you know what? I really like the ending. Like not just the yes. ending out in the forest when she was killing all those football players, but when she actually got in there and the way she dispatched the mother and the son with uh, you know with uh, the, the, the the drill brawl. Like come on, the yeah. drill brawl that was fucking great. Um and then, you know, just the way that heavy metal music kicked in as she all, uh, sliced both. Like, that was fucking great. That was a great finale. Um, I honestly, this is, it's not my tippy top favorite, but it's, it's one in my, in one of my favorites and, you know, in my all time, like, movies that I love to watch. It really is up there. And the way it ended, ended the very end, it makes me think they were going to make another one because it kind of, the way they ended it so quickly, like, I, it made it seem like she was going to commit suicide or something, or she was getting ready to die, and then the bushes were moving. She, and then the movie was yeah. just over. I was like, well, well, oh, come on. I didn't really take that as like, oh, it's going to be a sequel, just like, you know, burn in the bushes or something. But I am glad that they didn't have her kill herself at the end, because like, what the fuck? What would it have been all for how, if you just committed suicide at the end? Right, right. That That's what, right. I, honestly, that's what I thought she was getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. She had the sword and the way she was, I was like, oh, man, you did all this for nothing. But then they did the whole what? So, yeah. And, you know, as, as strange as this is going to sound, it, it, it is a bloody movie. It is a wild movie, but it's a lot classier than your average, you know, Japanese Sherlock film. Yeah. Of, like, you know, we were just talking about Tokyo Gore Police. You compare it to Tokyo Gore Police. You can't sit just anyone down and watch Tokyo Gore Police. You know, especially, right. you know, if, if if you were hanging out with some fat bitch and she had to bring her stupid burden baby over. You can't sit that burden baby down and watch Tokyo Gore Police. You could possibly show to both of them Machine Girl, you know, but because I think there's a scene where she almost got raped, but it didn't go too far. Right, and they ripped her shirt, but her bra was never. You never saw. Yeah. There was no nudity at all. Just right. you know, the lingerie for the yakuza lady and everything, but there was like no nudity at all. Yeah, what the? I mean, like, was there even harsh language in this? Was was fuck? No, it? I don't. I I think it was all just the gore that got. You know, if they took if they took out all the gore, it probably would have been a PG movie. Because yeah, I don't. I don't remember them saying, you know, bitch, but, you know, I don't remember them ever saying the F word or anything. They didn't say yeah. fuck, they didn't say any of that shit. So it was pretty bomb. tame language-wise, yeah. I call I call it the fuck bomb. I don't I don't call any word by its first letter, but we ain't going to get into that subject on this show. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mean, yeah, you said PG. I don't know about PG, but PG-13, yeah, they, yeah. they could have thrown down the gore, and it could have been a PG-13 movie. I, the, you're right. The only thing that is R-rated about that movie is all the blood and violence in it. it, it and, the if language had, and if they had toned all that violence down, we wouldn't have liked it. You're right. I, we <laughs> wouldn't be. I wouldn't be wasting my time talking about it on a podcast. So that gets constantly interrupted by stupid clips that everyone has seen fifty thousand times by this point. We're supposed to laugh and we see that shit over and over again. Ha ha. Go ahead, producer, play me another one. Go ahead. 
just when I thought the show couldn't get any dumber. Totally redeem yourself. <laughs> there we go. Yep, that was the perfect selection. Hell yeah. Well, it's yeah. not a break in. It's not a break in if you don't at least see Poe once. Yes, Poe once. That's true. Was that from a recent episode? I heard you say that he cut off a stash. No, that's an older one. Oh, and 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 that because did I see Tyree with no facial hair in that clip too? Because that that just kind of proves my point. Whenever one of them has no facial hair, the other one doesn't have facial hair. I think Poe is like. He, he he! Everything he does, Poe does. That's what I'm starting to think. I'm I'm I yeah yeah. Poe 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 doesn't have his own uh his own persona. He just goes with the wind. Poe's the Pope over there. He he's the man of the house, literally. Like you 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 got to do what Poe says, and you got to look like Poe, act like Poe, and do what Poe says. Poe's the go-to guy, man. You need a good opening, Poe. Po. You need a nice you need a nice picture for your show. Poe. Oh. I mean, when I wanted a picture for Grandpa's playlist, where did I oh. go? Poe. Exactly. He should charge us. If he was really yeah. smart, he'd charge us. He'd say, yeah, I bet 15 bucks, but that, that's, you know, get out the PayPal. We we should all just be sucking that man's dick. <laughs> well, Michael J., he's a posexual, so... Posexual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the new word, posexual, and Michael J is posexual. Okay, I I, I wonder if they uh, would. Ha- that's 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 him doing Val Kilmer. Oh my God, that's him doing Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed some stuff while you were gone. You missed some stuff. Oh uh, yeah, he he he's been telling me to catch up with certain things, but quite honestly, I just have better things to do than to watch other shows on this shit network. <laughs> I do try to watch your show though, Paul. If you don't watch it, I'll live. <laughs> I, I try. I don't. I I watched most of the wrestling uh, living in the past episode, most of it, um, and I think I just, I don't know. I I just I wanted to go jerk off to some lesbian porn, so I turned it off and forgot to turn it back on. You you understand? Were they at least Asian, or did you, or, or are you racist with your porn? I'm racist with everything in life, especially my porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, in all actuality, I've jerked off to every type of woman of, of a lesbian porn scene that you could, except the ones with the penis, you know, but every race of a woman, you know, in all seriousness, I if a woman's beautiful, she's beautiful. It doesn't matter what fucking race she is or anything like that. Um, but no, to me, I just got to have a good old storyline in my porn. I got to know why they're about to lick each other's twats. I know we talked about this before, but I'm going to tell it to you again. Any for your thoughts on that, Paul? I gotta know why they're like... <laughs> Here yeah. recently, everything I ever come across on the internet, it's always, you know, these these uh, stepmom teaches daughter how to, you know, it's like, it's always somebody's stepmom in these lesbian porns. Speaking of stepmom porn actresses, are you familiar with the actress Caitlin Bell? Uh, I I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You've probably I've, seen something. I've probably seen her. The one that it comes when every time I think of stepmom movies, it's always that India Summer that I think of. India Summer is a good one because yeah, she's an older woman. She's not bad looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say maybe ten years ago, I would have said the same thing about Nina Hartley. If you know who that is. Oh yeah, Nina Hartley. She was the she. 
I remember seeing her when I was a teenager and yeah. those, you know, on the old VHSs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say up until about a decade ago, uh, Nina Hartley wasn't still wasn't a terrible looking woman for being older. But yeah, India Summer is uh, probably still a decent looking older woman. But uh, who's, yeah. who's the one? Who'd you bring up? I'm looking her up. What was her name? Caitlin Bell. She, I think she's only thirty six, so she she she's in the she's in the milf phase of her career. I'm glad we took a break from our regularly scheduled episode to talk about a porn star. You guys don't yes. mind, right? <laughs> but yeah, while you're searching that up, Caitlin Bell oh, is. Oh yeah. Not- okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen her. I've seen her. I've seen her real good it? here. I could. Oh, I have. Yes, yes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. Okay, awesome. Yeah. 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 So you know, she's, not, she's not terrible looking for her age either. I'm going to have to go here in a second if I keep looking. I better go. Well, no, no, after the episode's <laughs> over, then you can go. <laughs> I know it's past your wife's bedtime and she's sleeping, so you're going to have to jerk off to something different tonight. <laughs> you, Paul, I, I got to ask. Are you the type of guy that gets horny in the middle of the night and just wakes your wife up like, hey, I need it. Wake up. Uh, to be brutally honest. No, of course. We are just in the middle of a fucking response. But that's what we do. <laughs> I, once the sun goes down and the moon comes up, um, I'm a little uh, defective. Oh. So I would be the kind of guy that would wake you up early in the morning. But at two o'clock in the morning, uh, even a nice cool breeze up my pant leg would nothing. Dead. Really? Dead. So yeah, you're, I'm, you're more of a morning sex type of guy. Morning and afternoon. Afternoon delight is the kind of yeah. At night, it's like nah. I can do it. I can do it at ten. At, you know, one o'clock in the morning. But she's got to put in extra work. If you do it during the day, I don't. I can do it myself. So at night. It's like a dead battery. I need a jump start. During the day, it's like a strong Corvette ready to go. That's how it is. See, that surprises me just a bit because, like, I would think you said you're like an afternoon time sex man. Uh, like, the family is awake and alert and they're in the house at, in the afternoon. You just, like, I would feel like you would rather wait until everyone's asleep at night. But then again, you're much older, so you want to sleep at night. See, here's the problem, though. When I'm ready to go during the day, she's at work, too. So I got to come down in the basement into my man cave acting like, you know, I'm some kind of internet perv, you know, in this dark room, you know, making where, sure no one's coming down into the basement. And then That's where Caitlin Bell videos come in tomorrow for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Someone, said, someone said once, hey, man, are you probably one of those kind of guys that you – you're in your will it says erase my browser history i was like fuck no i want everybody to know what kind of scumbag i was you can go through my browser history any day of the week my friend See, and that's any how day I, of the week. that's how i feel about it too like you constantly hear about vpns and and all kinds of ways to like make sure your internet browsing stays private i also don't give a fuck i ain't looking i ain't searching for anything illegal I ain't even searching for anything immoral. I'm just, you know, I'm just a regular, you know, lesbian porn type of guy, you know? Sometimes, and, 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 sometimes and that's the POV, thing. POV blowjob scene from time to time. Everybody you run across, oh, porn's bad. Porn's disgusting. I don't like porn. Then how are they making billions of dollars a year if nobody fucking likes it? Everybody likes it. 
Except for yeah. very, very religious people. And sometimes you know, I think they do too. But yeah, it's like it's like it. There's nothing wrong with porn. Uh, you I get, mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You get all those Bible thumping Christ fags. You know, they get high and mighty on their horse and say, "This is corrupting your brain." And it's like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That that was actually a good one to to break in with. That was good. That's Randy Christ, not regular Christ, Randy. I don't give a shit. Stay the <laughs> fuck off my show, producer bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> we got it. Okay, all right. No, no more, no more. Um, so we we covered everything that we want to talk about as far as pervert shit, video games, wrestling, and we did a, a Japanese classic, The Machine Girl. So now. To close out our episode, we are going to talk about a movie that uh, is, I, I wouldn't call it a hidden gem. It is, it's more of a, um, I'd, I'd probably call this maybe a modern day classic from Shudder. How about, how about you open us up on this one? Because this is your movie you wanted to have a pick up. Yes, I saw the trailer. And the first time I actually saw the trailer was on the trailer show that Michael J. did with uh, Poe. And Poe was trying to figure out, that's the guy from the commercials for the you know, insurance. So I saw it th on their show. And then I said, well, maybe it was just a teaser. So I watched the trailer again on glory on, uh, on, uh, shutter. And then I was like, Oh, well, it's the same length, but I, it made me want to watch it. Cause it didn't explain anything. It was most trailers give you too much information. And when you get to the theater, you're like, well, they, in that two minute trailer, they showed us all the good stuff. This trailer was very, you know, made no sense. So it made me want to see it, you know, I mean, this was just a monster in a glory hole. I got to see this. And, right. you know, so that's what made me want to see it. And I'm glad I did because I thought it was one of the most original things I've seen in a long time. Because when it comes to horror, it's usually, you know, I like horror movies. I love slashers. But every once in a while, something original comes out. And it was amazing. to me. For me, it was amazing. No, I agree with you. Like, this movie, because I watched it a couple of weeks ago, actually, before we even uh, decided that we were going to talk about it on the show. And then I actually, uh, I just watched it earlier tonight, right before we started, just to get a better memory of it. Um, it's good. It, it, and it's not, and that's what I was trying to tell Mike earlier about it, because Mike, producer Mike, was saying, I don't know if I want to watch it. It doesn't look all that good. I'm like, motherfucker, give it a chance. Like, it's, it's a fucking a, a great movie. Um, it's a little slow paced, but I think that plays into the positives of the film. And the slow pace made the ending make your head go. Poof. Yeah. And um, it was written written by a woman too. It's and you know it just goes to show that women know what they're doing in horror. They 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 know what they're doing. Yeah, they they, they do, and they know what they're doing in porn too. But I digress. Yes. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I was into it from the start. I uh, some of these stationary horror horror movies that's been coming out where it has just one, you know, one uh, setting to it. Some of them don't work that well to me, uh, but this one, this one definitely did. And yeah, I like that it didn't have much filler. And the movie's only eighty minutes long, I think. Yeah, it was like an hour and 17, so it was really, you know, it it started off slow, but it gets to the point, and, you know, there's no bullshit in there. Right, and like you said, I really like the fact that the movie makes you think. Like, 
you know, at first you, you sympathize with this guy, but then by the end of it, you're asking yourself, was he the villain? Is, is he, a, what was he? That, that's what I wanted to ask. Like, it, it, did you take that, from, take it from the ending that he was a killer that he killed? Yes. So yes, he killed he, those yes. women. Right. And he, I think not only, not only was he, uh, he was obviously he was the killer because he, he murdered two people. But he also, I felt, was mentally ill because when he got to the rest stop, he's making phone calls trying to make up with her. And so me personally, I don't think there was ever anybody in that bathroom with him. That, that's my personal what? belief. And that's what I was thinking, too, because I watched this with Berlia, my friend. And uh, that's what I as soon as it was over, I, I looked over it I, and I was like, so was it all in his head? Like, was that creature not actual? And that's the thing. And that's what's so fantastic about this movie is it, as much substance as it has, it leaves it all up for interpretation. Yeah. It's great. There, yeah. I mean, it, it It was, you know, like, I, which makes me think it was in his head was because when the movie was over and he's laying there, you know, smiling and, and think I saved the world and all that. There was nothing. There was no blood or anything except for his. Oh, and when yeah. the black guy got killed, there was blood everywhere. Yeah, and when when Jamal was, got right. killed, I, I I wait. Was his name Jamal? No, he had a, a regular respect. Gerald. 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 It, no, yeah, it I think Gary. it was Gerald. Gary. Gary. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, yeah I, okay. But yes, you're right. Because that half of that movie after he died, the whole room was just filled with his blood and guts. And then yeah, at the end when he finally woke up, just his blood. Right. And we didn't see the stall. We saw him crawl out during all that stuff. So I thought in that stall, his liver's just laying on the ground because he took out his own liver, but there was nothing to give it to. So I, 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 my, I, when I watched it, I thought it was all in his head that he got drunk. I just thought it was all in his head. Even when he crawled through the vent. Yeah. Like when he crawled through the vent and he was going through the vents and then he ended up back right in the bathroom it's just like this is kind of stuff that made me think. Ah, I think this might be in his head. I mean, right. the woman at the beginning was weird with her little sugar packets, but I still think that what happened in that bathroom was all in his head. See, and, and, and but it's like, and I can't go one way or the other on it because maybe it was what it was, and he was just the killer, and 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 because because the monster had an awesome story to tell. So I mean, is he crazy enough to make up that story, or so like, yeah, I think it was, but I can see how it could go either way, right? You know. And, and by the way, the whole once um, Gat or whatever the monster was called, once he started his explanation of how his father uh, birthed the universe, like that was an interesting fucking story of how yes the universe and the worlds and human beings, like they really did great on making it make sense. Uh, like yeah. that could have easily been a story like in the Bible or something to make you really think that's how life started. That was great. Um, and, and the way the way the creatures were and all the purple colors, it reminded me of that other movie called The Color of Space. So it felt like it was an H.P. Lovecraft story. So the, that helped, too. Was that a, that Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. Where they lived on the farm. Yeah. And all the Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminded me of that with all the purple colors. So it made me think of that movie, and that movie was based on H.P. Lovecraft. So I, the whole time, I'm thinking, you know, this is something H.P. Lovecraft could have wrote. That's why I thought they did a. This movie is like they did an excellent job. Right. I yeah. I mean, 
I can't I can't say enough good things about this movie. The one bad thing I can say about this movie is my god, could they have not picked a prettier looking girl to to be his girlfriend, Brenda? And did they have to give her the name Brenda? Like that is such a gross name and she is a gross person. He could have done way better than her. Like the blonde he killed. The yeah. one he was peeping. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they did that, but you know, some people don't like to put uber pretty people in their movies. You know, I want my movie to be liked for its substance, not its candy, you know, eye candy. So, you know, that's probably just a director's personal belief. You know what? And that's probably because I didn't even realize that the director you said is female. That's probably what it was. It was probably a message like, no, this girl's not going to be your average drop dead, gorgeous, busty looking woman. She's going to be the beauty is in the eye of the beholder type of woman because yeah i mean me me personally i prefer women who know how to eat sandwiches and stuff i don't like them when it looks like you know the wind blows they'll fall over they'll bust a knee i like a little meat if i can see your ribs i don't want you know i don't you know i like to eat ribs but i don't want to see your ribs so I like a little meat on my bone. I'm not talking Roseanne Barb meat. I'm not talking about the whole buffet. I just like a little meat on my bones. It's going to come out and say it. I like a little husky, husky ladies. <laughs> Paul, I'm sure our audience really want to know this. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you. how uh, Roundabouts, how much does your wife weigh? Husky. If I tell you, I'll get beat to death. So uh, I'll just say husky. 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 Get real close to the microphone and say it again. Husky. <laughs> that was good. That was fucking good. I feel like this episode has, has been very clip worthy of uh, for Mike to break up and put on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's they're, they're so... I mean, they, they could have made this film a little bit more shallow, and it still would have been entertaining, but... I feel like they went that extra mile and the cinematography of this film was great. The atmosphere of this film was great. The production value, even though it was a one setting movie for the most part, it was great. Like, and I, yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel the humor, the humor that the film did have wasn't forced. It did feel like natural humor, mm -hmm. you know, that, that felt normal. Like, you know, he, okay, I'll help you. He starts to unbutton his pants. What are you doing? Helping you. Well, you think you're going to save the universe with your penis? Yeah. Like, uh, no. You know right, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Up until that moment, I also thought the creature wanted his penis. That's what I, I thought through this whole thing. I'm like, he's eventually going to stick his dick in there. But I was wrong. But I like the way he said, what are you doing? And and when the humor stuff would happen, the music would stop and it would be dead silent. Like when he's, you know, getting ready to open his, he's like, the music stopped. Uh, your liver's on the other side. Thank you. I mean, it was like the humor was good. It wasn't forced. They weren't trying to, they weren't trying to make it. It felt more, it felt like a natural humor. It, it, you know, it felt natural to me. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have called this movie a comedy, but it did have no. some humor in it. Um, God, shit. I, what would you even call this movie? Uh, a psychological cosmic horror? Yeah. I, I would, cause it's got, it's got a little little horror because it's got monsters, but they're also from, you know, they also created universes, so it's science fiction. Um, you know, so I, it's a little bit of everything. It's like a, a hodgepodge of different genres put into one. 
So yeah, I, it's just it's a mutt. It's a mutt film. There's so yeah. much going on. It's it's a mutt film. It's almost it's like a hybrid. Like it high it 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 has a hybrid of co- a few different things in you know, a few different subgenres in it, and it works. My God. Yeah. Uh, so, and we're going to go back to the machine girl for a second because I forgot to ask you this on, on that, but we're going to go ahead on this. Tell me what your rating would be for Glorious. I would have to, honestly, if I uh, had to give it a rating, I'd give it an eight, you know, an eight out of 10. It was, that's, you know, not, not the nine and 10 slot. You really got to, you know, show me something, but an eight, uh, it's a good solid eight for me. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, I almost decided to give it a seven and a half just for how fucking ugly Brenda was, but I'll stop stick with an eight. Um, you know, my only, my only like good thoughts on this is that, you know, if he would have lived longer, he would eventually strangled her to death as well, which he should have. Um, but apparently she got away from him. Oh, maybe she didn't. What no, did he- I think he, I, I think she found the pictures of the blonde girl with the screaming and everything. That's and right. he, he then he stood then they showed him standing there with the knife. He killed her too. That's why he had that teddy bear, you know, and was crying because it said, I love you. And he was crying. He did kill her. But because of his craziness, he got on the phone and he kept calling her and talking to her voicemail, telling her he wants to make up and he can fix things. So I think he killed her. That's why he was so wackadoo. I and think that's he why killed she didn't her. answer. That's why she didn't never right. answer him. Right. And then yeah, and he, then all that together, it's a no wonder that it could be interpreted that there was no monster in the bathroom to begin with. And that's how the monster convinced him to give up the liver, because he said if the universe disappears, no one will ever remember her. And then when he did all that, he said, now she'll be remembered, but you won't. Because he said, I saved the world. He goes, yes, you did. And no one not, and no one will ever know, because just like you and me are the same, and we bring death and destruction no one will ever know what you've done here today. So that's that's the kind of stuff that makes you think, okay, maybe there was a creature in there. But then again, that could be the ravelings of a madman. That's why I said yeah. this movie is is like perfectly crafted. Yeah, perfectly crafted. Um, it's one of those movies that there better not ever be a sequel to. Don't do it. No, leave it alone. Yeah, this was like a lightning in a bottle type of movie. No, don't don't and- do no fucking sequel. And this is such a good movie. Yes, I got to stream it for the fee for having it on Shutter. I might actually buy this movie to put some money in the pocket of the people who put it together. So I might buy it on Blu-ray or something because it was that good. I'll buy it. I did that with Psycho Goreman. You bought it? I yeah, and we already you know, me and uh, Bobby Boy talked about Psycho Goreman several months ago on the show, so I don't know if we can go back to that. Maybe me and you can someday in the future. But uh, yeah, Psycho Goreman, I loved it so much. I didn't buy it on DVD, but I did buy it on digitally on uh, I think Amazon Prime or something like that. So I did. I I bought it. That's that's that movie. Another- yeah, that movie was good, and I still have that thing in my head. I love that scene to death when he brought him all the magazines and all that. He says, I don't have time for this. And then he looked at the boy in the in the jeans and no shirt. And he goes, or do I? Yeah. And, uh, hinting know, that he liked the, the boy's body. I was like, oh, my God. That's what made the movie. I was open. I'm like, okay, this movie is going to be sweet. And I was it, it, yeah. I was right. It was sweet. We finished up our subjects a little bit earlier than anticipated tonight. So maybe we'll go ahead and just talk about some of these other films just to kill just a little bit more time in tonight's episode. 
Um, I have something I want to. I have something real quick I want to ask you. Since you like the Japanese gore stuff, have you ever heard of the, of the film series <clears throat> called uh, the Guinea Pig films? I've heard of them, but I have not watched them yet. Uh, it's like four movies. I got the box set. Um, it's one of those ultra rare ones now that if you go on eBay, they're like eight hundred dollars. Um, it's got like the mermaid in the manhole. It, it's got the flower. It, one of those movies was so bad that Charlie Charlie Sheen actually called the FBI because he thought it was a true snuff film. You, I've got to. I need to uh, figure a way to get these to you because I think you would. This is something we could talk about in a future episode too. These are the most disturbing films. I mean, there's one of a guy who's cutting himself, and they're very, very disturbing. And, and I think you might appreciate them because, yeah, they're Japanese, and they're very disturbing. So I so mean, it's all, all subtitled, right? Yes, those are subtitled. You'd have to watch the subs, but they're very disturbing okay. films, and they're super gory. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you or Mike can't send it to me to my actual home or whatever. Like, why the fuck not? Um, don't send me any nudes of your wife, though. I don't want to see anything like that. I was just going to send you nudes of me. Well, that's okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, when you, when you always hear about, like, movies that are, like, snuff levels, people give you suggestions, and then sometimes you watch it, and it's like, well, that's not, that wasn't that bad. Um, I remember I had a friend whose father suggested a movie. It was just called Snuff. Have you seen the movie called Snuff? Yeah, I was. I didn't like that film. And, yeah. and there's a there's a story behind that. That's actually two different movies. They were filming one type of movie. They changed their mind, but instead of getting rid of all this footage, they just blended it in. But yeah, that was that movie. I they just I, I didn't like it. It's one of those video nasties from back in the day, but I wasn't a fan of it. Right. I completely agree. The ending was fun because you know they killed an actress that made her think she was in a movie that that was am i thinking of the right movie that's what happened at the end of that yeah right? yeah 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 um another movie that comes to mind is it's called the poughkeepsie tapes have you heard of that one? Oh man that is one of my favorite films i love that movie to death really? especially the twist the twist end yeah i love the way it ended with you know i just look you've seen it right yeah yeah, I love the way that ed that ended when you know she she was still uh she was still uh in his grasp even after they saved her and even right. after all that he did to her. It was a slow paced movie, but that ending made it all worth it. I bought it. I was like, I love this movie. Uh, yes, I the, P the Poughkeepsie takes. I love tapes. I love that movie. Yeah, I also um, and this is just giving me ideas for future episodes, but. Anything, because uh, for one, I love found footage movies. Uh, back in the movie Misfits days, John and I and Jason did, um, you know, an episode on found footage, and that was my favorite episode of that short run podcast series. But uh, I love found footage movies, but I, even more so, I love the sub sub genre of the found footage, which would be mockumentaries. Yes, and that's what yes, the I like those too. That's what the book yep. tapes basically is. Another one that I really, really love. And I think as far as like mockumentary found footage goes, I don't think anything trumps this um, or tops it or anything. Uh, Lake Bungo. Have you heard of that one? That's the Australian one. Yeah. Where they keep, where they keep, 
You see the girl, their daughter keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah, yep. I have the eye on that one too. That one, it's for me. Okay, I can watch a slasher movie or a monster movie about killer alligators or whatever, and I enjoy the shit out of them. But I'll be I'll be man enough to admit supernatural movies, I gotta I'll be like Alexa, turn on the light. Because I will not walk down the hall in the dark after I watch a supernatural film. Supernatural, I believe in ghosts. I'll just put it out there. I believe in ghosts. I I am scared less of a person and more scared of a ghost. So yes, when I watch these these like you just mentioned, that Lake Mungo, I have to sleep with the light on for a little while. If I go to the bathroom, every light has to be turned on on my way to the bathroom because I'm scared. So yes, I so supernatural movies get my adrenaline going, so I love watching them. You know, even those, even some of those crappier uh, paranormal activities towards the end, it got a little crappy. But them early ones, I'd be, you know, yes. Yeah, so you give me a ghost, and I'll pee my pants, but I'll love it. Mike, please keel up the I peed my pants clip. You, that, the per, this is the perfect time for that fucking clip. I'm going to go ahead and permit you to go ahead and queue up that clip right now, unless Mike fell asleep. Anyway, as he's doing that, I think, um, the fucking Lake Mungo, it's, it, that movie scared the shit out of me. I'm not even going to lie about that. that. It's been a long time since I sat down and watched a movie you know, you watch movies that are a little creepy here and there, a little eerie that gives you... But that movie flat out had... I was in tears by the end of that movie because it just... You, it made you... It was so perfectly done to make it look like yes. it was a real documentary. And not only did they have a good swerve halfway through it where they made you think, oh, it, that all those images wasn't really her. It was her brother. But then, wait a minute. Oh, no, this is... Re you know what I mean? Just all of it. Right. My God. And then the ending, that frightening fucking ending, like that's that's a perfect example of how you know the the payoff after a slow burn, like that. that I movie's... peed my pants. He's delayed. Right. He's he must he must have lag in his internet. But go ahead. That's fine. That 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 was still good timing for the most part. Um, but yeah, that that movie, my god, it, it it's it was fucking fantastic. Um. I can't really think of any other like mockumentaries. Did, like, off did did you watch that documentary on Shutter about uh, found footage films? Yes. There's a document. Yeah. There's a movie. I don't know what streaming service. It might be on Shutter. It might be all elsewhere. But what they claim is the first found footage movie, which was that like hour long of that birthday party and the alien invasion. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know that in that movie they claimed that was like the real true first found footage film yeah i've streamed it. it yeah it's streaming somewhere i put it on my list i just don't remember which one but it's streaming somewhere i've isn't never it, seen it isn't it called something like the morphison tape or something like yeah, that the mcpherson the mcpherson tape McPherson the mcpherson tape, tape. Okay. yeah i haven't i haven't seen it so it's like i really gotta i get lazy not lazy but i slack you know, I'll be like, I really got to watch this movie. I got to really watch this movie. Oh, wait, wait, it's this movie. So I get sidetracked. I'm easily yeah. sidetracked. But I um, got to buckle down and watch some of these movies. It's worth the watch. It, 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 I won't I won't say it's great, but it's it's worth the watch. I think if I remember correctly, it's pretty short, too. It's not even a full length movie. I think it's only an hour, actually. See, I have this gift. I don't know if it's a gift or what, but when I watch a movie like something old like that, I can put my mind in a frame of mind 
of being back then. So yeah. if I'm watching a movie and I'm like, this looks all VHS, yeah, I can tell those are rubber costumes, but I can put myself in a mind frame where I forget that it's 2021, 22, and I can put myself back to when this movie came out. So when I'm watching it, I can see why it was successful or unsuccessful. Yeah. You know, like, like I can still watch the Blair Witch Project and be enjoyed. Most people can't go. Hell, I can still watch The Sixth Sense, even though I know exactly what's going on. And I still enjoy the film because I know how to empty my freaking mind and focus on what things were like then. So I still enjoy old movies for what they were. Where nowadays people watch an old movie, oh, that movie sucked. Why? Yeah. Because because you're in a 2022 mindset and you don't like the special effect. It, it You know, like Clash of the Titans. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it had so much... Uh, uh, Harry Housen's uh, stop motion and people probably nowadays would be like, uh, that looks so fake. Oh, oh yeah, of I course loved, it's fake. I, as a kid, I loved that movie, Clash of the Titans. I fucking loved it. And it, cause it, it captured my mind. It, it had so yes. many good monsters and creatures and the Medusa head scene scared me so bad. I had to look away because I actually believed the whole, like, if you look at it, you're talking. So I always turn, turn my head when it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good movie, and 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 the, you know that the giant kraken, and yeah, he didn't do much. He stayed in one spot, but it doesn't matter. It, it was um, the movie was just awesome. Whenever, whenever Berlia is here, and she takes me to go to the bathroom so I can take a shit, and she never gets my reference. Just just like uh, before we went on the air, I was telling Mike and uh, uh, Paul about how. Berlia calls me her white boy roach. I guess it's a Friday uh, reference and I don't get it. And you guys can laugh about that. Cause I haven't watched those movies, but um, I referenced something with her that she never gets. And I keep thinking to myself, I have to show her clash of the Titans because whenever she puts me on the toilet to shit and she goes to walk away, I always say, release the crapping, you know, and I, <laughs> I laugh and she always, you know, just gives me this weird look and, she always like you, white boy motherfuckers. Y'all crazy as fuck. That's why I got to say that. You know, just that kind of shit, whatever. But yeah, so I gotta show her Clash of the Titans. But yeah, you know what? I don't know if she'd like it because, like you said, like it has such outdated special effects and visuals in it that I don't know. And they remade it what like like eight nine years ago, and I thought it sucked. I watched. And- both. They made two of them, Clash yeah. and. Rap- yeah, I watched them both, and they weren't good movies. They're nothing memorable to me. No, no, it's that original one with Harry Hamlin and and uh, Rocky's Rocky's. Uh, I can't remember his Burgess Meredith because he's the one who built the the wizard, the the owl, and all that stuff. So yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was the you know, right? Zeus, Zeus looking like God, this white hair flowing, and yeah, uh-huh. that was. I know this is gonna sound really stupid. Uh, maybe someone listening will understand the correlation, but um, the original Clash of the Titans, the way the characters looked, the way the atmosphere looked in the movie, for some reason back then in my mind, I correlated it with the the Sega Genesis game uh, Altered Beast. Have you ever played that game? Yes, because Harry Hamlin with that one strap suit and the skirt looks like the guy at the beginning before you get your first. Your first yeah. thing, you look just like that, yeah. yeah. And then the guy who says "Rise from your grave" looks like uh, Zeus. So yep. yeah, I can see why you did that. Yeah, 
And it's so funny because in the Sega Genesis version of Altered Beast, the guy who did the voiceover sounds like he has a speech impediment. So he goes, why is from your grave? And it's, every time I hear that, it's so fucking funny to me. And but, that one, uh, welcome to your doom. When yeah. he comes out of the ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that, that, that game's class. I know we t- probably talked about that game on our video game special. I don't care. I wanted to bring it up again. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I always thought of Altered Beast as, like, Clash of the Titans, the video game, sort of. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, with, with, with you bringing up mockumentaries, though, I feel that's a lost art. The last mockumentary I saw was that new one that was on Netflix, but it wasn't horror. It was those ones like the guy drawing all the dicks on the cars – you know, I I, I I wish they would do more mockumentaries, and I wish they would do more that were horror related. But it seems like everybody doesn't want to. No one wants to do those anymore, and it's kind of no, now the trend with found footage. Now the trend is like Zoom call horror movies, like Host. Uh, Shutter did a movie during the beginning of the pandemic called Host. It, it and actually it was decent. If you haven't seen Host, I haven't yet. seen that one yet. No, it's also I, only I know the con- I know the I know the concept of it. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't see it yet. Yeah, it's it's worth it. I won't say it's great, but it's 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 worth it. Um, but yeah, that's what these directors, these movie producers, seem to be jumping right towards is the Zoom call uh, found footage. But I agree with you. I think mockumentaries still have life in them, and I I think that's what we should be going towards. I think if if done right, it can be great. Are there any good doc uh, mockumentaries or anything like that on Screenbox, or do they have any? Or ones that maybe I haven't seen? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like I said, the one that always comes to my mind is Lake Mungo. Um, there's another one, but I think it's only on Shutter. It's that WUNF Halloween special. Have you heard of that? I actually like that. I, I like I actually I, I watched it last year when they first put the, the year they first debuted it for Halloween. I was like, what is this? And I yeah. watched it and I was like, okay, this is awesome. Because they, they have the commercials and the news yep. report. I was like, okay, yeah, they did a good job on that one. That was fantastic. I'm not even gonna find that, you know, that was that's my classic example of what you were just saying. I could just put myself in that time period and just walk because I think the story was is they made that movie, but then they just aired it on cable television and and advertised it as something real and viewers yeah. watched it and thought it was fucking real. Could you imagine that? Like us being back in that time period, no internet, no way of finding out what's real, what's not, what's coming out, what's being produced, directed, what's half finished, finished, not finished. You know what I mean? And then, and then all of a sudden a, a big time network says a, a WUNF Halloween special tune in to see what happens. And then you watch it and you think it's fucking real. Like that, like that could give you a heart attack. That that's the kind of shit that would give you a uh, if you took uh, uh, the Poughkeepsie tape and, and and you put it you made the movie and put it on a VHS tape back in the eighties and you handed it to a kid said watch this and that kid was freaked out he would be like oh shit this is real so he would dub it and get it to his friends that's how urban legends start we don't have any we don't get urban legends anymore but but yeah, back no. in the day. People would have seen the movie and been like, "Oh man, somebody would have taken." I, I would have gone to the police. You know, some mother would have been, "What are you watching? <gasps> you need to turn that tape over to the police. These people need to know where their their loved ones are." I mean, you could have got away with making people think it was real if you did it back then. You know, and urban legends turned into basically uh, p- creepy pastas. Now that's what right. Pre- the pastas are basically the old school urban legends, but it's still different. So now, some of the creepy pastas, as an old man who's like, get off my lawn, 
there are some creepy pastas that I enjoy. I do like the concept of the Slender Man shit, and some of the photographs and stuff that they made back then were really eerie and creepy. And I, you know, I could see where people would go, "Wait a minute," you know, like the video footage of a Slender Man walking up a building on the side. I think I like all that stuff. I like, I don't like every creepy pasta, you know, like Squidward killing suicide crap. But I do like some of the some of the stuff, like Slender Man, Jeff the Killer, you know, some of the stuff that made it into that that one thing uh what was the name of that show um there was four of them one was the red room one was the guy who had all the teeth all over his body yeah and yeah those... it was sci-fi shows called channel zero yeah i like that kind of creepy pasta you know well like the, the missing kid the lost kids show i like stuff like that because yeah it is the new urban legends and i'm okay with them it's just once hollywood gets their damn hands on the ideas they turn them into shit it's a shame Channel Zero got canceled because I thought they were doing a great job with that show. But like American Horror Story was hot on FX. Still, it's still a hot show. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, hot as in ratings and viewers. It's it's a hot commodity for FX. And uh, you know, sci-fi they tried to replicate that, but they did that new spin with it was all about creepy pastas, and it should have worked. It, it really should have. Um, I didn't like the third season. I think that was the Cannibal Family season. I think one with uh, Hobo with a shotgun. He was in it. Oh, really? Was that him? Yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. That was him. That was him. Oh, wow, Rutger or something like that. Rut- yeah, Rutger Hauer. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, he was the he was the the main guy who like owned the whole but that was running the company and had the pig slaughter farms and yeah yeah he was the it was his yeah that was Rutger Hauer. I might have had more respect for it had I realized that was him. Um, but no, overall, that season I didn't like. But that was the only one. I The, the first season was okay. Uh, it didn't really knock me off my wheelchair seat, though. Um, I really liked the second season. That was... Uh, Where they went into the house and they had all those mannequin... Hit. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, that one was real good. I've only seen one, two, and three. Oh, you only see... Watch the last one. It, it, it had... Hmm that smiley face Jack or whatever his name was. And then the character almost caught on with society. But uh, I, I, okay. if I remember correctly, it might not be there anymore, but at one point channel zero, at least some of the seasons was on shutter. I'll have to look to see that yeah, last season. Yeah. I think it is. I maybe not all four seasons, but yeah, I, at one point it was on there. Um, but yeah, creepy pastas, man, they're, they're good, but it just ain't the same as urban legends, and I don't know. You just there's too. I don't much. think. Yeah, I don't think the kids nowadays go and go in the bathroom and spin around five times and say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, but they don't do. Nobody does that shit anymore. Right. So like, doesn't feel real anymore. I think the problem with horror movies, at least from my personal view, is it it got to the point to where it doesn't freak people out anymore. I mean, it's hard to believe that, you know, my grandfather in the 1940s saw Dracula and Frankenstein and they were like, oh, my God, I watch them and I enjoy them. But I don't know how they ever scared anybody. I think people nowadays, they're not getting scared anymore. And I think that's why sometimes the movies seem so weak. They just want to try to put some humor or some boobs or, you know, something just But I don't feel people are scared of them anymore. Right. And I think that's what our point is about mockumentaries and found footage. I think that's the only way you can get people immersed anymore enough to make make you pretend that it's real what you're watching. Um, 
No, you know, it's the same thing with the original Night of the Living Dead. I like it, but I do, I, I watch it from time to time, and it's like, how was this scary to anybody? Like, yeah, it's got some intense moments, but I don't know, man. Um, Did you ever see, I, I know I've talked about it before, but I watch Bloody Disgusting has their own uh, ad-supported channel that's free. Uh, I think it's on the Roku channel. It's on Screenbox also. So your subscription to Screenbox, you could be watching Bloody Disgusting TV. But anyway, yeah. every so often they'll play Night of the Living Dead on their channel, and but they have a colored version. It's like a remastered and colored in version, and it looks pretty good. Like I actually prefer the colored version over the black and white version, honestly. I've seen. I saw the colorized. I don't own a copy of the colorized version, but I've seen it because it was, you know, back in the. I don't remember what. I think it was the early '90s, maybe late '80s. Ted Turner. And his people created that colorization for older movies. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, but it did it does some people would be like, I can't watch it if they colorize it. I don't care. It's a movie. And sometimes, oh, that's a little too green. That doesn't look natural, but I didn't care. So yeah. I I've seen the colorized version. It it was it 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 wasn't it didn't ruin the it didn't ruin right. the, the movie for me. There was a, there was a couple of minutes like when they would show a scene like out in the yard with the zombies walking around. Yeah, that looked terrible with color because it, it just looked a little too blue or whatever. So right. there, there was a couple of scenes that 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 made it suck. But uh, yeah, overall, and I didn't think Bloody Disgusting did that. I I knew they got it from somewhere else. I didn't think it was all the way back in the Turner days that that happened though. They also did it with Little Shop of Horrors, the original. They they remastered and colorized that too. I think. Although I can't I look, movie. I can't. I haven't seen. I haven't okay. seen the colorized version of 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 Little Shop of Horrors, but I love that original movie. I thought it was uh, another Roger Corman classic. I love that. I I don't know nothing about. It. I seen a couple of minutes of it. And it's like, man, I can't watch this. I couldn't take it seriously. But maybe again, that's probably just because I didn't wake up or wake up. I that's kind of probably because I didn't grow up with it and. I didn't even really like the remake because the remake has uh, Harold, um, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, the the remake was just a musical. Yes, Mike. <laughs> what? I just saw something, and it blew my mind, and I had to break in because I had to just tell you about it because it really pisses me off. Okay. I just realized that they cut a scene. Out of Ghostbusters 2 with Slimer in it. Those motherfuckers cut. <laughs> is it is it that bad? Or is it uh, Jesus Christ? He's having a seizure over there. Over you it. can't mess with you can't mess with Slimer. Or he'll get upset, and you can't mess with Donald Pleasance to get upset. It's so, a shame. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame they didn't just make a like a movie starring Slimer and Donald Pleasance. And with in today's age, you can because I saw this movie called Rogue One, and it had Tarkin in it, but he's been dead for so long, so they could bring back Donald Pleasance in the movie. Right? They they could they could have a they could have CGI a movie. Donald. Maybe maybe if Mike ever get, makes money off this Raven and Red shit, maybe he can just do a deep fake movie and put Donald Pleasance in it and him being buddy buddy with Slimer. That'd be the ultimate movie for Mike. Yes. 
And Poe would have to be in it too. Poe po would have to Poe would have to be in it to make it the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, before we sign off tonight, I, I did want to ask because you are at least keeping up with gaming news. Are you aware that there's a new Ghostbusters video game coming out soon? Yes, it looks like the first the first, it looks like it's another first person shooter. And it doesn't look too bad, but I have to see more. Sometimes the stuff they show you doesn't even make it into the game. Like they'll say this is not real gameplay footage. So I don't know how it's actually gonna look, but it looked interesting to me. I've always I like Ghostbusters, and I've always thought there was a there was a good there could be a good game in there. I did like that one game because I bought it on the PS3. And then I bought it again for my Switch. Um, the the it was it was the it was before the the other sequel, so it was supposed to be. It was written by Harold Ramis and everything, and it was supposed to be like what Ghostbusters what they wanted for Ghostbusters three. Yeah, but so I bought that again for my Switch, and that was a good game. But there's so much they could do. I've always been waiting for like a really good Ghostbusters game. So hopefully this is it. Because I I bought and I didn't even have a PS3, but I bought that game when it came out because one of my cousins had a PS3, so I would just go over to his house and play it. And because that game originally came out in 09, and that game blew my fucking mind when it came out because it did. It had all the original actors for the four Ghostbusters. I think it even had Annie Potts for Janine. Yeah. And I think yeah. it had the guy who plays Walter Peck. I think he did his original voice. Um, so it had everything that they could fucking have. It had Vigo in it. The Vigo the Carpathian was in it. It had Slimer too. All right. Yes, it had Slimer. Okay. Because the first stage they took you went back to the library. Then after the library, you came out onto the street and you were walking on the street and the mar so it was like the way it was put together, it it wasn't like, okay, this level's done, and then there's a cutscene, and then it was like you went from the from the library, then you went to the streets, and you were actually. Well, it, I could see it being a movie and happening in real time. That's why yeah. I, I, yeah. And you had your station house; you could slide down the pole, and you know it was. A, I I thought it was an excellent game. That's why I bought it again for the Switch. When you played it either time, did you ever not rush to the next mission? Instead, just walk around the firehouse and see all the Easter eggs. Yes, yes, I did that. And and I would actually walk around all the levels. Too. I'm one of those kind of guys, if, if there's hidden things in the game, I like to try to find them on the level. So, like, somebody will be like, oh, I did that level in, you know, 10 minutes. I'll be like, well, I took half an hour because I'll yeah. clear out monsters and then I'll go back and look down hallways. Or So when I play a game, I play a game. I get – I'm all in. Right. And that kind of goes, me too, because that kind of goes back to why I'm looking forward to Dead Island too. Like, I'd be happy if that game has no story mode. Just put me in a sandbox with weapons and the tutorial and figure out how to play. That's, you know. Um, but yeah, it, when you go around in the firehouse and that 2009 Ghostbusters game, there's all kinds of great Easter eggs in there. Um, the toaster is in there. There's an answering machine that between each level you can listen to it, and there's different messages on the answer machine between each level, which is fucking fantastic. You can find um, real Ghostbusters stuff um, and some of the counters down in the basement, I think. I think you can even find the extreme Ghostbusters version of the ghost trap somewhere in the firehouse. There's all kinds of – like, they went above and beyond and for 2009 for that game. Yeah, and – and back in 2009, there was this thing called PlayStation Home, 
and you could spend real money to buy clothes for your avatar and buy houses and stuff for your avatar. And there was two games that I had. I don't know if they did it with more, where if you bought the game, you unlocked stuff for your PlayStation Home. So I had a Bat Cave because I got Arkham Asylum, and you got the free Bat Cave, so you could live in the Bat Cave. And then you had the Firehouse, and there were statues. And you could have statues and figurines of all the characters and all that. So it was a very good that, – that game, they integrated it so well with the Sony because I think it was only available. It was a PlayStation exclusive, I think. What, the Ghostbusters game? Yeah, yeah. No, I think no it was it, on it was, Okay, it was on 360. But the PS3 version had more stuff with it if you play if you use the PlayStation Home option. Oh, it so, definitely so I thought would. it was great. It definitely would have because Ghostbusters is a Sony property. Right. I'm actually yeah, but yeah, it was on 360, uh PS3, but then what was interesting if you remember, they made a completely different version of that game for the PS2 and the Nintendo Wii. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, look at it, research it after the episode if you want. It was a stylized completely different game it had for the most part the same storyline but the gameplay was different it had like a lot more puzzle elements and it looked a lot more cartoony and okay uh, i'm gonna i have to look into that yeah and the pke meter worked differently and the stylized that's what it was called it was called the stylized version of the game but yeah that came out on ps2 and the nintendo wii and the Nintendo Wii, you could use the Wii remote as a, a particle thrower, as as your proton, and so oh. people were kind of liking that. You just you you could point at the screen and zap the go. So it it had that interactive element to it. Um, the funny thing is, is the PS2 version was rushed so quickly that it was riddled with glitches, and unfortunately, the very first version of the game I ever played was the PS2 version, and I, there it was so bad. I would fall through the fucking floor on half of the levels. And like, it was just, it wasn't even a complete game. You know what I mean? It, it, it felt like a rushed demo. So, and that was unfortunate, but um, yeah, stylized version. And then the realistic version. And most people remember and prefer the realistic version because it was easier. There wasn't very many puzzles and it was all about what it was supposed to be about. And that's just busting some motherfucking ghosts. Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's the only flaw that I have nowadays because as much as when you were bringing up earlier at the beginning of the show, how they can do the live service and, you know, just make one Mortal Kombat and keep it going without releasing one every time they should, there's also the downside to that technology because nowadays they'll rush a game out broken, but we'll patch it later. We'll patch it later. So then you're playing it and you're like, I can't play this crap. Like I bought cyberpunk. It sat on my shelf for over a year because I, it looked like crap. I had to wait for all the patches to fix things. So it sat there. So I paid $60 for a game that I couldn't touch for 12 months, and it pissed me off. But that's that's what I'm that, – so that's – with the technology we have, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Yeah. Did it piss you off to the point where you beat your wife over it? No, 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 no. Just my meat. Oh, okay. So you get pissed off over an unpatched video game, and then you beat your meat over it. I take it out on my 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 favorite buddy gets gets the shit beat out of him every time I get angry. I'm an angry masturbator. Okay, piss me off. You piss me off. I got to drop my drawers. Okay, I think on that note, that is a fucking episode right there. Um, 
I real quick, because uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, Glorious, I do also give it an 8 out of 10. Um, Machine Girl, I'll ask you real quick of your rating, but I'm going to say Machine Girl to me is a fucking 9 out of 10. I'm not going to give it a 10 just because it does have its issues, but I'm going to give it a 9 because it's a damn near perfect Japanese schlock movie. If I have to, if I give it a rating and just, be, you know, in the genre it's in, a Japanese schlock film, I would give it a, a, probably an eight or a nine. If I have to look at it in general, I'd have to give it like a seven. That's so. still fair. But yeah, like we said earlier, the movie's not meant to be looked at, uh, like compared to all the big Hollywood American made movies. Yeah, it's definitely not, uh, you know, it's not a Steven Spielberg film. So, yeah. I hope they don't ever try to remake because you know, um, the, like Train to Busan, they're remaking that, right? And I think it's going to be called like Train to New York or something like that. And you know, it's going to suck my ball sack. You know, it's going to suck. Remember that span of time when they were America had this fascination, like I'm sure Michelle Geller did. You know, uh, we had the Ring. We remade it after Ringu. They had. Uh, we did. What was the 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 one with Sarah Michelle Geller? I can't remember the name of the, either one of them. Grudge. But they, the grudge, and it was called something else in Japan. They redid the grudge. There was the other one they redid where you were getting phone calls. I forgot what it was called, but the ghosts were calling people. Yeah, when no, they no, called, it, was called, it was called One Missed Call, wasn't it? I think that's what it was called here. I don't know what it's called there. And then they did another one about the fax machine. People where you were getting faxed uh, photocopies. I can't remember. I have I have the American version. There was it was a is a box set of three. But for there in the '90s, America was remaking Japanese films like crazy. I know, and and, and, and I don't like when they do that. And it's weird. It's it, it's it's not because you know some people say, oh, it's just because they want to. People don't like the culture of Japan, or they don't understand Japanese culture. So if we modernize it to America, it'll make more sense. Bullshit! You're just greedy. They had a successful movie, and you want some money because right. I don't know about you. I've never stepped foot in Japan. But I'm pretty quickly. I, no, nothing they do uh, really makes me not enjoy the movie. You know, when they wake up in the morning and they all take off their shoes to come in, or they, they're always eating right. I, there's nothing the Japanese culture does that makes me go, "Ah, oh, this movie shit." I wish it was in America. Nothing, right. never, never. Now, I will tell you, I've never been into Japan. But if I did, the first thing I'd do is go to one of those butthole buffets. You ever heard of those? The ones where the women sit on the on the table and, and they put the food on them and you eat off the naked chicks. Is that what you're talking about? It, 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 no, I, I, something like that, but it's basically you, you pay to go, uh, you, you know, you have the girl puts her like her ass right in this hole and you just, you eat her ass. Oh, Japanese are weird. They're weird. Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't, yeah. If you're going to, anybody that makes tentacle porn would, uh, yeah. And, and edible panties and vending machines. That's weird. Mm -hmm. it's weird. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, real quick, uh, 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 an example for me would uh, be the Wreck series, and then they turned it into Quarantine with Jennifer Carpenter. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I own uh, – Shout Factory did a box set for Wreck, but the original ones. So I have all four of the Wreck films. I love those films because it was – it was different. It wasn't zombies. They are rabies, and that was totally yeah. different. Just like that other movie. I don't remember where I streamed it. Uh, I watched it in one night in bed. My wife was like, okay, this is fucked up, and went to bed. But it was called The Sadness. 
I haven't seen that yet. I, I have it on my shutter queue to watch, and I'm going to watch it soon, but I have not watched it yet. That it, movie is original. It's original. It's not, it's like, it's take zombies in a whole different direction or the zombie genre. It's fucked up, dude. It's totally, it's, it's brutal. And when they say in the thing, this is very, it's, they're not lying to you. This okay. is fucking brutal. You, if you watch it and you don't like it, I don't know if I could be your friend no more. It's so brutal. I, I, I think you're going to enjoy the shit out of it because it's got brutality and sex. It's got everything you want. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Butthole eating. <laughs> yes. So you need to you need to move it up on your list and watch it. You, you're missing out. You are missing out. The sadness, yes, you are missing out. All right. Um. So, hey, this is the end of our episode. And uh, I want to throw out a little idea because October's coming up. We can, of course, change anything. Everything is subject to change. We can change our minds, anything like that. But um, you know what everyone's going to be talking about in October, don't you? Um, porn. I mean, horror movies. <sighs> anyway, good good guess. But um, no, uh, what everyone is going to be talking about in October that loves horror movies is going to be Terrifier. Terrifier 2. Because that's coming oh, Yes. Art the Clown. Up. Yeah, it's going to be coming out. I can't remember if it's supposed to come out on Screenbox mid-October, late October. I don't know. They have the first one now on Screenbox. I vote that it doesn't have to be all about the Terrifier movies, but we should we should watch both of those, talk, break them down, talk about them on the next episode. Maybe I'll go ahead and watch The Sadness. Maybe we'll talk about that. We have quite a few options that we could do for an October episode of Crossing the Streams. It's like I feel like if we do the Terrifier and the Terrifier Two, if it's out in time, we should also touch base on how he was introduced to the world because it was All Hallows Eve was the movie yeah. that we first saw Art the Clown. So yeah. we I took you know lay that groundwork. You know we don't have to talk about the whole film because it was an anthology, but you know touch base on you know his creation. But yeah, I wouldn't mind doing one with the Terrifier. Hell, we could say we could do we could tack this. We could just. Do it on Art the Clown and, and the Sadness or, you know, or do just the Terrifier films and, you know, however you want to do it. We can maybe, show. Yeah, well, maybe we, no, it's our show, Paul. Okay. It's not just, it's, it's, it's now, we are now officially called Crossing the Streams with Cody and Paul. It's no longer Cody okay. and friends. You are okay. now my co-host. You, yeah. Hell okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, Paul, always feel free to give me suggestions. I, it's not, I don't want to just do all the movies I suggest. I, let me know what you want to watch. Like you just said the sadness. So let, yeah, let's talk about the sadness, um, in the October's episode as well. Why not? We can do three movies. What the fuck? If you honestly watch the movie and you're like, man, that fat guy's full of shit. It sucked. We won't talk about it, but if you truly love that movie, I, I think we should because it's it's fucking brutal, man. It's okay. I don't. I haven't seen anything this brutal in the modern age. You know, maybe in the eighties, early nineties, or something. But for a movie now, it's brutal. And I think the reason it was able to be brutal is because it's not Japanese. It's 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 a Taiwanese film. And I don't know how, where you are of you know politics, but Taiwan and China have their issues. So I think there's a lot of people in Taiwan who are angry and frustrated. And this movie is just like a big, it, 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 this movie would be banned in China if it came out. It's so brutal. 
So I, for a modern day film, I honestly, if you love this movie as much as I do, we should talk about it because it's it's fucking. Okay. Well, I I'm definitely gonna watch it now. So at the very least, I can figure out if we want to talk about it. Um, but yes, let's do Terrifier one and two, maybe you know on on the next. Let's just go ahead and wait until Terrifier two comes out, even if it's like the tail end of of October, close to Halloween. I don't, it, it, you know, we, we can do that, right? We, there's nothing against doing, you know, something close to Halloween or even a couple of days. Well, no, Halloween's October 31st, so we wouldn't want to do it afterwards. But I'm sure no. they're going to put it on their service before Halloween. I would say so. I'm looking just to see if it's if they have it. I I did hear. I think I heard that it's going to theaters on October sixth, but I don't. I don't know if they said yet what exact date it's going to be on Screenbox. So that's what I'd be waiting for to figure. Hey, that. Holy, holy crap! I will say this: it already says it's two hours and twenty eight minutes. It's a long film, long fucking movie. And you know what? That's what I'm. I'm concerned about that because. I mean, let's be honest. Usually when a horror movie is that long, it has a lot of filler in it and it might make it not that great. So I hope that's not the case with this movie. But I did hear, remember back when they opened up their their campaign for it, the, the fundraiser campaign? I guess it got double the amount of its budget that it needed in an hour. And I guess like it just kept getting more and more money. So this movie, can you even consider this a low budget movie? Because I don't think you really can. Um, here's the thing about that. If you, I don't think it's going to be a, physically or, or, or on paper, it's not low budget because of all the money. But if you're smart, you can make a very big budget movie look low budget. Like, you know, I, I if you're smart, you could do it. I don't think, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I don't think anybody's done that yet, but you could. Um, it's the thing about how, how you are as a writer or director. It's like, okay, I've got, you know, all this money. I can do all this and this and this. If you think big, then it's going to be big. But if you're like, I got all this money, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it my way. I want it to have that low budget feel. Then you can. So yeah. it's still possible, but I don't know. I don't know how this director's, you know, mind is. I would say they did the exact opposite of what you just said with the first paranormal activity. Cause that movie was super low budget, but they made it feel big. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing this says is what you were on, what you were saying. It's got us. It's have, it's going to be a limited time in the theaters and then it's going to move the screen box, but I'm pretty sure it's going to come to screen box before uh, the end of the, before the end of October. Yeah. But like you said, cause you know, Halloween is, the last like Tuesday of October. So if it, hopefully it comes out and we can do, you know, if we have to do it at the end of the, towards the end of the month, cause I would hate to do the terrifier and not have part two. I yeah, mean, no, it would make no. more sense to do them both. No, we're not doing an episode with terrifier in it and not have both of them on our right. show. We're talking about, right. you know, that'd be fucking stupid. So, um, but anyway, that's our episode, Paul, any last thoughts before we sign off for tonight? Uh, no, nope. I have, I'm completely, phew. I, think I just opened my, I just opened my phone to look that up and that Caitlin girl was looking at me. So I'm just like ready to, you're ready to just pound it, pound that dick. Yeah. I, th I feel like I ask you that almost every episode at the end, if you got any final thoughts and I'm pretty sure you say the exact same thing every time. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Well, I don't want to plug myself cause I do enough of that on, 
on uh, Facebook. Uh, watch my show here. Watch my show. So I just want one show where I just, you know, like, you know, got any final words? Yes. Fuck off, everybody. You know, okay. I don't want to pro- I don't want to promote nothing. I just want to be, you know, your, okay. your little your 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 jerk friend, you know, that guy okay. that you can't take anywhere. All right, no, that, no. that I got I got, I got I got nothing. Fuck Poe. That's all I got to say. Fuck Poe. All right. Well, yes. um, I will promote real quick. I have a hot seat episode coming up, I believe next weekend, possibly. It's gonna be with Cody Robinson. Uh normal Cody's finally gonna come on and do a, a shoot interview with me. And I'm gonna ask him the tough questions. Um, so we're gonna do that. I also, I, um, I have a transgender friend who for a while I've been uh, thinking about asking to come on to the hot seat. She has a very interesting life story to tell, and I'm happy to report that she uh, agreed to doing an episode of the hot seat in a future uh, time period. I believe I'm going to try to get that happening in October at some point. Um, so that's what I pretty much have coming up. Mike, do you want to come in and, and promote anything before we finish? Cancel anything him. At all? Cancel him. Okay, cancel Poe. I guess that's all he's got to say. Um, so that's it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Crossing the Streams. Uh, feel free to drop us some suggestions. Uh, comment on the VOD of this episode on YouTube or wherever you might watch this episode. Give us a comment. Let us know how you think I'm doing, how Paul's doing, what you think about the network. Follow rabbinandredradio.com on all the socials that is able to. We have a Patreon, in case you didn't know that. We have very little amount of people on there so far. There it is. Join the Rabbin and Red Radio Network family, the Patreon website. Uh, join it, please. Keep the lights on for us. What would we do if we didn't have this stream, this, this, uh, this constant network to be a part of? Mike has poured his entire life into this. I'm pretty sure if Rabbin and Red goes down, he's probably going to kill himself. No, I could actually see that. Mm-hmm. I could actually see that. Yeah, because he doesn't have a girlfriend. His mama don't love him no more. So you know he, he's what what I, what I'm Mike just, really yeah. what Mike truly needs to do is write a mo- a short film about his butt his character Skippy. Skippy is the coolest fucking character. I like to go to Vimeo and watch on his channel the Hordlick. So I would like to see a Skippy film, even if it's a 15, 20 minute short film. I want to see people abusing that cripple again. I would like to do that. Yes. And um, I was just going to say I had a thought. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah. If Rabbit and Red goes down, my life would not be glorious. So original, Mike. Um, if my if if this network goes down, his his life might be glorious because he might go hang out at glorious glory holes to make fast cash. Yeah, he might. Um, all he's got to do is talk to more ugly ass disabled women. God knows they all get wet for him, and uh, that's it. Well, I I don't know. Anyway, that's an episode. Paul, thank you for joining me. Everyone watching, thank you all for joining us. We will be back in October for our Terrifier special. Plus, we'll probably talk about the sadness and maybe other miscellaneous things. Drop us a suggestion, a comment. Tell us what you want us to talk about. That is it. Good night. Thank you.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.